Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. I'm Chance Ellison. And I'm Russell Howe. And this is Torch by Chance, where we come and talk all things movies, TV, streaming, all that good shit. And this week, uh, this marks the first week of our second annual Movie March. This is a time where we come in. Every, every movie review this month is going to have a theme. We had you guys vote on it, and you guys, for some reason, had us look at the Hunger Games franchise. Could've been worse, but yeah, I'll take I mean, it. Fitting because I guess because it is uh, you know, in Women's Month, so we're looking at uh, looking at the whole Katniss saga. We'll see when all its uh, all its ups and downs. <laughs> we'll see how this we'll see how this ends up going. But uh, for right now, we have other things to talk about. First of which is starting with a recurring segment on this show, uh, beginning with the watch list because Russell and I both just watched a movie. Which is very very rarely do you both see a movie at the same time. So now I think I think we should take this opportunity to just like come in and talk about it on uh, the same day. Too. On the same so that's, day that's as well. Pretty, pretty pretty tough. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we both saw Raya and the Last Dragon. So Raya and the Last Dragon, as we've talked about it, we, we covered the trailer. We covered it when it was in SD twenty three when I saw it. Um, it's a movie about a. It's the latest Disney animated movie. It's about a young girl named Raya. Uh, she lives in, li- in this world that was b- divided amongst this war between dragons and other mystical evil. Dragons stopped it, but they all died in the process. Now the evil's back, and the kingdoms are, are divided. So she's got to go and you got to go and help, like find the last dragon to unite these kingdoms. The last dragon being voiced by Aquafina. Uh, that's basically as vague as I can put it without going into spoiler territory. Um, but yeah, this was supposed to be released, I think, last November. Uh, until you know, Corona came and fucked everything up. Uh, got pushed back. It's now in theaters if theaters are open, and also a available for premium, uh, premium price on, uh, pr- uh premiere access. I should say premiere access on Disney Plus. I think it's like thirty bucks. Uh, so Russell and I both saw it. Did you Did you go to the theater as well? Yeah, I went to the theater. Okay. Uh, so, so just all right, right off the bat, I'm, gonna say, I'm just gonna say this. I really enjoyed this one a lot. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely echo that, man. I really did. Yeah, uh, this there's just so much I uh, there's so much I loved about Raya and the Last Dragon. I, I mean, first of all, you got to talk about this. The world building in this movie is, is in this movie is just it's incredible. Like it's incredibly detailed and like the way they're able to make you understand this world and how this world works, just yeah. like right like within the first like ten fifteen minutes, you feel like you understand. The work in this world, you feel, you feel like you understand like each of these kingdoms. You feel like you understand like why everything is the way that it is right now. And I think that they do it in a way where like it doesn't feel it doesn't feel like homework. No, no. I mean, it's it's clear cut. I mean, and and then and the beautiful use of color, I think, in the film that the vibrance of you know of color in this film really draws this movie. You know, I mean, it just it makes it more. I don't know, uh, just more beautiful to look at on the screen you know oh yeah i mean the anime the animation also is just it's gorgeous like it's yeah it's not just i mean cg they've disney perfected the cg animation already but it just the the way the use of different types of animation like they'll have like flashbacks or like uh you know like side cuts to different like scenes and they'll be animated with different styles like one will look like 2d hand drawn the other be like you know like like chinese like puppet type animation Mm mm-hmm and all of it, all of it just works on such a tremendous level. I think that, I, th- I think I think that the animation in this movie is just gorgeous. Also, the, the designs of it. I love the look of this world. Like the use of color yeah. is great. I love yeah. the I love all the character designs. I think I think it looks really cool. I think they all look really cool. Yeah. 
uh, and like the, the scenes where like magic does happen, like it does, they do like inject that kind of, you know, that kind of you know magic magical tone into those scenes, and also I something I think that re- they really do well, and this is something I re- I notice, they do a really great job at making these characters expressive. Like I love yeah. it when these characters show, like show the range of emotions they have. Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah I, I noticed too. Um, yeah, that really does convey a lot. You know, what I mean, you can definitely convey a lot with you know, with that. So, yeah, there's, yeah. There's one scene in which someone sees a dragon for the first time, and just the way they react to seeing to seeing a dragon is just like, it's it's incre- it's incredible. Like it's a, it's a very human reaction. Yeah. Which is weird to say in an animated movie, uh, but also like the, the the voice acting in this movie is also stellar. I think that uh, Kelly Marie Tran, who wasn't supposed to be in this movie, she had to, she stepped in after uh, she replaced somebody else. I think it was uh, Cassie Cassandra Steele, Cassie Steele. I'm not sure what her name is, but mm-hmm. uh, they replaced it because they probably. I mean, looking at the rest of this cast, probably like for the best to get to get an a, uh, an elite of Asian descent. Yeah. Did you notice the old lady sounded like Betty White, but it wasn't Betty White? I thought I thought the exact same thing. I'm like, this sounds like Asian okay. Betty White, but I don't think it's. I'm her. not. I'm not crazy. So no, I was I like, thought... looking. I'm like, dude, that's Betty White. It's not like an Asian Betty White. It if, did sound when like you guys watched the movie, you totally will understand what we're talking about. It did sound like it did sound like an Asian Betty White. Apparently, she was in A Simple Favor, which I don't remember who she was on that on that movie. I don't I don't remember who Kiko who Kiko is. <laughs> Maybe I'm not gonna yeah. watch the movie. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, Kelly Marie Tran's great. Aquafina, I gotta say, I'm really warming up to Aquafina. I think this was a good character for her voice. You I, know th- what I mean, I, th- I think yeah. I think it was perfect. Yeah, I mean, she had she has some really funny jokes. I think that why I didn't like her so much is when they like they let her vamp for too long. Yeah, and it she's good in short in short like fragment in, in short you know what in I mean? short doses. Yeah, when they let her, when, they, when they let her yeah. just like run wild with the mic, it's like okay, you you can kind of you can stop her, but yeah. But they, but they, they do like, and they, like she has got some good lines. But I also think that she's just, that Sisu is just a well written character. Like I, re- no, I, I, I like what she's about. I think that she stands for something. Uh, who she stands for, I think like her message is good. I also like Raya. I think Raya is another. It's another one like a really you know great line of female characters. It seems like since like Tiana, they've had like a, a, a run of really great princesses. Because this is technically yeah. a princess film because she's yeah. She is the heir to another country. It doesn't feel like a princess movie. It feels more in line with like Mulan, honestly. It, it does. You get the Mulan vibes for sure, because just some of the there's a lot of some there's a lot of similarities between the two. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, she is a warrior princess, but it, it, either way, like she's a great feather to have in the cap of yeah, uh, for the, sure the Disney echelon. Uh, yeah, but uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, great, great voice and across the board. I think a lot of the jokes land. Uh, thing that I mean, and maybe you disagree with me here. Thing that fell short for me in this film is, I think the villain element is lacking a bit, and there's a thing. I mean, and this isn't this isn't just with this film specifically. It's a thing that, it's a thing that I've a problem I have with Disney films in the past like decade. Honestly, I feel like the villains just don't hit as hard as they used to. But, I mean, you look at look what you're comparing to though. You know, what I mean, you're comparing know, to Scar. You're comparing to Gaston. I mean, you're, you know, Jafar. You got a lot of a lot of you know iconic villains right, in Disney but, lore, you know? Right, it's it's like tough, a, yeah. a lot of, in a lot of these recent ones they try they try and like not they, they don't make the villains characters. They make them they make them twist. No. They don't do yeah. that here. I'll say that. They don't do that here, which I'm impressed with. They do have a secondary villain in terms of the in besides the ancient evil who is interesting. 
is, yeah. Yeah, the dynamic between uh, the, the villain uh, Namari and Raya is, is very interesting. Uh, I wish that was explored more because... But I seem like it flips too quickly. It I does, mean, did, did yeah. Did you notice that? Yeah. I, I feel like that, like, in, again, not, not spoiling anything, but I think the flip's too quick. Yeah, and, and, I, think, and I think that... I think that that uh, divide could have been built up a little more, and you, you could have executed it in a different way to make that you know really yeah. hate, and then we'll be like, okay, and you know, m- make her make us a little bit more invested in Namari. We haven't had a, vil- yeah. a villain we've been invested in in quite some time when it comes to Disney, if ever. So I think that that's something that could have benefited from this movie. Uh, and also, Ooh. there's some st- I, I can't get into the, my other issue with this film, but it's something that happens towards the end of this, the end of the movie. Uh, where I'm just like, okay, you could have done, you, you could have done this. I think it would have hit well, but you decided not mm-hmm. to go that route, which is fine. But I think that you really missed a golden opportunity to do this. I would, again, yeah. I know I'm being like vague, and I'll talk to Russell af- af- after we record <laughs> here to see, to see if we agree. But uh, yeah, no, I think this is definitely one I'd recommend checking out, and I definitely recommend. I, okay, Mulan, I was we were both a little hesitant on. I'd highly recommend paying the premiere access for this. Yeah, I mean, I absolutely would. I mean, it was me, Ella, and uh, Bex, and we spent with, like, concession and everything, like, 40, 40 bucks. So you're looking at, what, an extra $10, and we get the theater experience, which we get to get out of the house. I mean, any any excuse to do that, you know, to go see something. Yeah, I, I would play. I would pay Premier Access for that for sure. This is definitely one you don't want to miss. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, yeah, Ryan the Last Dragon, check it out on Disney Plus and in theaters anywhere you can find it. Uh, next thing we're talking about is we have our uh, weekly trailer talk. First thing we're talking about, uh, speaking of Disney, this is a trailer that dropped with, uh, actually dropped with Ryan the Last Dragon. Uh, it's the first trailer yes. for Disney and Pixar's Luca. So Luca is the next film in the Pixar lineup. Uh, this is unveiled during Disney Investors Day. Uh, and basically, it's about uh, a young boy named Luca, uh, who he goes on this adventure with his new friend Alberto. Uh, but thing is, uh, they're both secretly sea monsters from a world below, <laughs> world below the surface. When we both heard this. We were like, "Oh, this is, this is call me by your shape of water." That's, That's what exactly this is. what I was. Th- I definitely was thinking the same stuff, though. For real, it, like the the environment, like where they're at and stuff. Like I got the location of it. It reminds me of Call Me by Your Name for sure. Yes. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, yeah, so uh, featured the voice talents of Jacob Tremblay, Jack Dylan Grazer, Maya Rudolph, Jim Gaffigan. Uh, set for a June 18th, 2021 release. No idea how it's going to release, seeing how COVID is right now. But yeah, uh, yeah Russell, what do you think of the first trailer for Luca? I mean, I liked it. It's something a lot different. I mean, I would, I'll, I'll say that with Pixar. You know what I mean? It's something not, you know, something that you don't really think of. Like when you think of, well, I don't know, because Onward, no, Onward wasn't Pixar. Never mind. That w- that was Pixar. <laughs> That was or was it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, when you think of you know onward and stuff like that, um, you know, with like the monsters and stuff like that, like or creatures or whatever. Like, I guess, I guess they're going towards that. Um, I don't know. I liked it. I mean, I thought, like I said, it's a lot different feel for a Pixar film. I mean, at least that's how I, how I uh, read that. I don't know what you thought. No, I, I do. I do agree. It does feel like they're taking the strides yeah. in, in a different direction, which I do like. I do think. I do think. Yeah, that's great. which is good. And. Yeah. Yeah, it was something I do. I did catch on. I remember when we originally pitched this movie. We were pitched that only one of the boys was a sea monster. Now both mm-hmm. of them are sea monsters. See, I'd like. I wouldn't mind if it was one. I think yeah, I, I, I'd actually yeah. prefer it if it was just one of them. 
Yeah, because uh, it, I mean, it takes away, like, when they're both, like, the whole hiding it from, you know what I mean, hiding the one from, you know, from everybody else, I think would have been more fun as opposed to both of them have, you know what I mean, both of them have the same thing. Yeah, but, like, you know, then you have, but then you have, like, you have that, like, stronger connection because, like, the two people from different worlds yeah. element of the whole thing. But now they're both from the same world, so it's like, oh, okay, so this isn't as interesting, but but yeah. now, now it's just two sea monster boys hanging out, so, which, yeah. is, which is fine, too. Um, but no, I, I still think this, this could be creative. Uh, the director of this is Enrico Casarosa, who hasn't, uh, this is his first feature length film for Pixar. The last thing he did, well, the only other thing he did with Pixar was he did a short called La Luna, uh, which is actually a really, really great short. Uh, if you haven't I remember that one, uh, it's the one, it premiered in front of what, what, what was this in front of? I gotta check. That's the one with the moon, right? Yeah. This, this is the one that yeah, premiered in front yeah, of Brave. Yeah. Where like they oh, yeah. they climb out to the moon and like collect stars. Yeah. yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, yeah, I, I liked that short. I, I this is him finally getting his first you know chance to be a director. So I'm rooting for the I really am. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, like I said, uh, Luca is set for a June 18th, 2021 release. Uh, next trailer we're talking about. <laughs> oh, Zack Snyder Justice League isn't the only thing happening. Uh, which you wouldn't know because he refuses to talk about this other project. Uh, Army of the Dead. Uh, so Army of the Dead is Zack Snyder basically going back to his zombie roots. There's another zombie movie directed by Zack Snyder. It's one that he, ma he made for Netflix. Uh, it's basically a group of mercenaries who plot a heist on a Las Vegas casino during a zombie outbreak. Uh, cast features Dave Bautista, um... Hiroyuki Sonata, who's going to be more combat. Uh, who else is in this? Omari Hardwick's in it. <laughs> who else we got in this? Tignataro uh, replacing uh, What's His Nuts, the creepy best comedian. Uh, uh, Chris D'Elia. Uh, Chris <laughs> Tignataro. Chris D'Elia. Chris D'Elia. Yeah. Uh, Rossi. Yeah, not really. Boom Batista is your biggest name in the cast. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so uh, this was announced it's coming out, coming out May twenty first. Already got uh, sequels and spinoffs planned for the movie. Uh, Russell, as uh, you know, a bigger Zack Snyder fan than I am, even though I do really <laughs> like Dawn of the Dead. Uh, what did you think of the first trailer for Army of the Dead? I mean, I definitely got Dawn of the Dead vibes. I mean, you're crazy if you don't. Um, yeah, I mean, I liked it. I think it looks fun. I mean, I think this is going to be far from a perfect movie, especially because you didn't hear a whole lot about it. Um, or there hasn't been a whole lot of uh, press for it. You know what I mean? I really haven't heard much from it. And this is the first trailer that we see, and it literally comes out in like two months. So it's kind of like, eh. Um, it looks fun, though. Uh, I think Batista can lead this. I think this is the type of movie that I think he's suited for, like an action-type flick. And obviously Snyder has a huge uh, passion for uh, zombies, I guess. So it looks fun. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not taking anything serious. This looks like a good popcorn flick, and the fact that it's on Netflix which you know, which we both have. I mean, I think it's it's something that's a no brainer that I'll probably end up watching the day it comes out. Bro, possibly, yeah. I mean, again, I, I I like a good zombie action movie, and this looks like it'd be fun. Again, mm -hmm. Dawn of the Dead is still my favorite movie movie of his that he's done. So maybe it'll be the one to get me back on his side. Yeah, Dawn of the Dead is really good. Very underrated film. A lot, oh, not oh a lot yeah. of people like to talk about it, but I I really do enjoy that film a lot. Well, because I thought reference all the bad all the bad Zack Snyder movies. <laughs> God, Sucker Punch was so disappointing, man. That was that was one I was super disappointed by. No, Sucker Punch. Sucker Punch is god awful. 
That was so bad. It looked so it, like it had promise to be like really badass, and it just it really sucked. I think the fact that it was PG thirteen kind of hurt it too. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, next trailer we're talking about. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna skip this next one for, for the last. Uh, is Thunder Force? I knew you were gonna go to that yeah. one last. I, I should I should have done this one first in retrospect, but whatever. We are, we've already gone this far. You're very predictable. Yeah. Uh, in a world terror, uh, so this movie is about uh, people living in a world terror by supervillains, and one woman, one woman develops the power to give superpowers to other people. Uh, but uh, she imbues she imbues it on these two, on uh, on her her best friend, I should say, played by Melissa McCarthy. Octavia Spencer is the one who can give. Wait, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got this. I got this backwards. Melissa McCarthy can get superpowers. Octavia Spencer gets superpowers. Or did I watch the intro? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. And so now they have to go and try and, you know, say they have to try and save the world. This is a Melissa McCarthy movie, co-starring Octavia Spencer, cast featuring Jason Bateman, Bobby Cannavale, Palm Clemente, Melissa Leo. My God. <laughs> uh... And this is uh, if you want if you want the stamp of quality on this movie, it's written and directed by Ben Falcone. Well, he just can't; they can't get away from one another. I mean, they're married, so they literally well, cannot get, get away well, from each well, other. But you know what I'm saying—that he has to show up in the films all the time. Yeah. Well, he's the one that gets uh, tased, I think. In. In, in the trailer, this one. Oh yeah, it? no, yeah, he, he's the guy that gets it. Gets, gets, yeah. gets tased. But yeah, this this is gonna be bad, right? Because Ben Falcone has to, Ben Falcone has to <laughs> yet to make a good movie starring Melissa McCarthy, or just a yeah. good movie. Period. Wait, I was gonna say, wait, didn't he do? He did Spy, didn't he? No, he didn't. Oh, never mind. Okay, yeah. No. What, do, what what do we have that he did? Smogby uh, consists of Tammy, the boss, Life of the Party, and Super like Intelligence. Bullshit. Yeah, poor guy. Me poor, me poor, me poor guy. Poor audience. It's it's kind of the ones I think of like the life of the party was like it was funny but I mean it wasn't but like, like he he wasn't the greatest this, this is, I I I hold this guy personally responsible for making the quote unquote Melissa McCarthy uh, genre yeah I mean yeah it's basically like the you know the male version of the uh, Liam Neeson films basically yeah I mean really I mean because it's like pretty much insert you know Melissa McCarthy into this you know it's gonna be stupid humor and you know i mean it, it'll there'll be a couple like funny jokes in it but yeah i don't know i'm more um excited to see the two of them play off one another because it's not something it's not you know people that you would normally pair up together do you know what i mean it's not like yeah. your Kristen wigs and you know your other comedians i mean octavia spencer's you know very wide range actress and obviously melissa mccarthy is a is a good actress when not in you know comedies. I know we really you know sung the praises of Can You Ever Forgive Me. I think oh, it was a very she's, phenomenal she's, performance. She's a fantastic that. actress. I mean, but like to see these two play off one another, I don't know. I'm more curious about that. I don't think this movie is going to be very good. There's a reason why this one's going to go on Netflix, and like relatively soon too. You know what I mean? So I don't know. Holy shit! Yeah, not a lot April, of uh, April 9th. Yeah. Not a lot of hope for this one, but I mean, I'll probably end up watching it because I mean, what else do we have to do? <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean. So might it's as well fair. take that opportunity to watch these movies. Yeah, I mean, it's it's you know we have it. It's like okay, I'll watch it. Uh, yeah, the movie set for release April 9th of twenty twenty one. Last trailer we're talking about is for a Amazon film. This is for this is for uh, Without Remorse. 
So Without Remorse is the latest Michael B. Jordan starring action movie. Uh, this is based on a Tom Clancy book of the same name. Uh, and it's a, and he plays uh, John Clark, who's uh, one of the more famous one of the more famous uh, Tom Clancy characters. Uh, he's a Navy SEAL who uncovers this international conspiracy while seeking justice for the murder of his pregnant wife by Russian soldiers. Uh, he joins his other CIA, CIA um, well, his other, okay, excuse me. He uh, joins forces with another SEAL and a CIA officer, and they're trying to expose like covert plot, and they expose a covert plot to engulf the U.S. and Russia in an all-out war. Uh, like I said, uh, Michael B. Jordan plays the main character, John Clark. He's also, I believe, a producer on this film. He is. He is a producer on this film. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm pretty sure I saw his name on producer. Uh, also co-stars Jamie Bell, Jody Turner-Smith, and uh, oh, Coleman Domingo, Guy Pierce in the movie somewhere. Yeah, uh, Guy Pierce. Yeah, directed by uh, Stefano Salima, who did... Oh, sorry. So Yima, who did... Uh, he did uh, Sicario 2, Day of the Soldado. And uh, funny enough, this is actually also co-written by Taylor Sheridan, who wrote Sicario. Huh. Uh, so I mean it's it's interesting because I think Taylor Sheridan's a great writer, <laughs> but when he passes off his yeah. scripts, when he passes off his scripts to somebody else, yeah, not so much. Okay, okay. The one time he passed off his script to somebody else didn't work out so well because I don't think Sicario Two is very good. No, I mean it has. I feel like it it tries too hard to be the first one again. And the, and this is the same guy doing it, so that gives me a little pause. But yeah, uh, Russell, what do you think? Of, uh, the, what do you think about the trailer for Without Remorse? I mean, I'm. I was sold on it. I think it looks really good. It's your typical Tom Clancy. I feel like Conspiracies has to be a Clancy film. You know, what I mean, it has all the feels of a Clancy film. Um, I mean, it, it looks like a fun, you know, a fun ride. And uh, who knows if this does well enough, we can get some, uh, you know, uh, you know, I guess some uh, sequels. I guess to it, maybe. You know, Se- sequels, or with maybe the, with the character. You know, what I mean. Yeah, I mean. Uh... John uh, Jack Ryan is on Amazon Prime. Another Tom Clancy character is on Amazon Prime. Yeah. So if yeah, this works, so I mean, that could lay the groundwork for a crossover. Yeah, I mean, I think that would be kind of cool too. So you know, who knows? But it it looks good. It looks like a really good action film. And usually, Tom you can't really go wrong with Tom. Cl- well, you can't go wrong, but m- majority of the Tom Clancy properties that are turned to movies are bad. Yeah, we'll definitely, we'll definitely, yeah, we'll definitely see uh, what's going on with this. But uh, yeah, I this was supposed to come out last year, but then uh, you know, uh, COVID happened, so this got delayed to this year. It's now set for a release on Amazon April thirtieth of twenty twenty one. So that's gonna do it for trailer talk. Which we now move on to notorious news. We have okay, so in regular, n- we're gonna cover the Paramount Plus slates in depth after we do everything else because that's. It's not a lot to go through, but it's definitely the, the biggest story we have today, which we'll get to, which we'll get to later. Um, for right now, we have one sports story that we're going to talk about. Actually, two. First of which is J.J. Uh, Watt. The saga of where's J.J. Watt going to go uh, next season has been resolved, and it, it was resolved with the, it was resolved with a massive huh because. <laughs> Uh, after all the holding out, after all the cryptic messages, we found out where J.J. Watt is signing, and he is signing with the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, I told you, I, I knew he wasn't going to go to Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh just didn't have the money gonna, to I, sign I didn't think he was going to go to Pittsburgh, but like, no, really, but that's, where he, that's where he choose. Yeah, it's like the that's the lowest of the totem pole of the NFC West if you're ranking teams, I guess, of but potential it's, yeah, to go it's, to the it's playoffs. Like, yeah. you, you look at teams like who are interested in him, like 
the uh, Green Bay, Cleveland, Buffalo. Yeah, you'd have been a good fit in Cleveland. I think it would have been really interesting to have him in Cleveland. Yeah, um, but this is where you go. Yeah, it's crazy, man. I, I think, uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the hell he was thinking. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, he signed a two-year deal worth, I want to say, like $37 million. And there's like a shit ton guaranteed, so it's. I mean, yeah. I guess it's free. I mean, it's free money for him. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know if in two years he tries to see what you know, test his feet in there. I mean, he's reunited with uh, DeAndre Hopkins, but um, I don't know. I don't. I don't think that. Um, I don't know. I think does yeah, he so, test it out for a couple of years, and if not, try to go to a contender, maybe to try to get a ring before he retires. I don't know. That's what I thought he was gonna do with, after this, but no, that's not what he's doing. <laughs> Okay, he's doing it backward. I was gonna, I was, I was gonna ask. Uh, I, was, I was gonna ask. With you kind of already answered the question, but I was gonna ask. Uh, does the president of JJ Watts make the Arizona Cardinals Super Bowl cal- caliber team? No. The answer is no, no. Not with the three teams during the NFC West. I mean, you got obviously Seattle's gonna be your I, I, probably the ones to gun towards. The Niners are gonna be a lot better this year, just obviously because of injuries that played them last year. And then you have um, the Rams who just went to the playoffs. So my answer is probably not. I, I don't see the, I don't see Arizona going to the playoffs when you have to you, you have six games against these three teams. You know what I mean? It's going to be pretty tough. Well, the well, they're probably also supersede a pass rush. Yeah. I mean, yeah, him and Chandler Jones are going to be a great one two punch. Yeah, but they have substantially bigger problems than that. Yeah, no, they do. Like shit. Chandler Jones has been, been playing great the last couple seasons. Mm-hmm. And they're still losing games. Yeah, I mean, and outside of Hopkins, I mean, you have an older Larry Fitzgerald, so you don't have a whole lot of targets to go to. Um, I mean, you need like you, a big, beefy, maybe, maybe tight end. You maybe I mean, have Larry Fitzgerald. Probably not coming back. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, he's your. I mean, he's your guy that you know. I don't know that that'll catch you know a ball for you when you need him to, but he's not going to get you 100 yards every game. It's just not going to happen. Not 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 anymore. Um, and either that or maybe just like get like they could use a running back. They could use a really good running back. They they need to and again we're gonna we're gonna do a whole video talking yeah. about the teams during the draft at the free agency to seeing like what 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 we need to, what they need to look at what yeah. they're probably gonna be gunning for in the draft. Yeah. But I think th- I think Cardinals problems are, are in two places right now. Offensive line. Offensive line. They yeah. Need, they need a, they need offensive line help desperately, and secondary. Secondary, I was going to say that too. They don't have any big corners to cover, you know, good receivers and stuff like that. Especially when you're playing uh, Metcalf a couple games, and you know, then yeah. the Niners receivers. Yeah, it's it's going to be mean, pretty tough for these guys. Buda Baker's good, but he can't do it all by himself. No. Uh, other piece of news, which may be happy, may be sad, depending on how you feel. Uh, Alex Smith has been released from the Washington Football Team. Dude, I was so pissed. To which we all, to which we all said, to which we all said, as a punishment or as a reward. Yeah, I mean, granted, yes. I mean, it's it's probably better. Um, but they said before that uh, Alex Smith really wasn't part of the future for the you know the Washington team. Um, it just happened that you know with his injury, and then he came back and had a you know a, you know great comeback player of the year year. Um, I just don't think he was in the plans there for the for foreseeable future. But uh, well, no, like, you are, know, I, I, are you going to mortgage yeah. your future on Alex Smith? Absolutely not. Oh no! I'm and, not, I li- and I like and I like Alex surely, Smith, but I I surely would have cut. I mean, it's probably better for Alex that they cut him. I mean, he, he can go to a, a better team with a you know a lot better offensive line, it, it, stay healthy, maybe play a couple more years in in, in the league. I, again, I would I would love to see Alex Smith thriving in the NFL again. I want to get him a ring, dude. Dude, I love that. I loved him when he was in San Francisco. I thought he got 
you know, Ron did the deal when he got hurt and Kaepernick came in and that was pretty much, he never saw the field again for the Niners and then went to Kansas City. So went to Kansas City, got hurt, Patrick Mahomes came yeah. in. I just, I, I just got to root for the guy, man. I just, he's a, he's a class act. So I really hope he goes to a team that and elevates them to a, a higher level and hopefully goes to the playoffs. I, I would love to see him get a ring before it's done. Yeah, we'll definitely see how that goes. I mean, we'll see how that goes. I, I hope, I, ho- I do hope Alex Smith wins MVP because, like I said, I also, I also like the dude. Yeah, for sure. Uh, next piece of news talking about is uh, we have some Disney Plus stories talking about. First of which, uh, Disney Plus has un recently unveiled a new slate for uh, upcoming projects. Uh, let me see. Okay, so this is some bigger, some of the bigger uh, things that are dropping over the next couple, over the next couple months. Uh, so in March, and this we're talking about like exclusives to Disney Plus. Okay. Uh, March nineteenth, Falcon and Winter Soldier starts. Uh, it's right like right around the corner. Like Wandavision just wrapped, so Falcon and Winter Soldier right around the corner. Uh, March twenty sixth, uh, Mighty Ducks Game Changers, the sequel series of the Mighty Ducks, uh, will start airing. That'll be fun because yeah. Uh, April twenty April sixteenth, uh, Big Shot, the show where John Stamos is coaching girls basketball. That's going to start yeah. airing then. Probably not. Uh, <laughs> probably not on that one. I'll watch Uncle Jesse coach girls basketball. Uh, I don't yeah. Know. yeah. Probably hard pass for me, but who uh, knows? I'm sure you're going to make me watch it. Something, maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> uh, something something I know, I'm excited about. Uh, May 4th, uh, Star Wars The Bad Batch, the Clone Wars spinoff about the Bad Batch of Clones. We saw the first preview on the Disney Investors Day. Uh, that will That will start up. Uh, on May fourth of twenty twenty one, I think they plan that. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> yes, hundred percent. Pure luck. <laughs> May and May fourteenth. Uh, that means May. F- fuck everything else. May fourteenth is the day. High School Musical: The Musical: The Series is retur- is Done. finally coming back yeah. for season two. Done. Done deal. I actually like that show. It's it's. Do you? I never watched. That. I didn't even know they they actually had a first season. They did. Really, man. That, that was even... that was on when the service started. Like that was one of the first t- like original titles they had. Oh, really? I oh yeah, maybe I do remember that. We probably did talk about that. Yeah. It did. I, it doesn't have anybody obviously from the old uh, high school musicals. Lu- that doesn't. Lucas Gray will makes a cameo in an episode. I was gonna say he probably have like some side cameos of like not as famous people. I, I would imagine. Yeah. No. That that's exactly what yeah. happened. But yeah, I, I, I figure I, I, I like I like that. Show. It's it's weird. It's got like a kind of it's got a ridiculous sense of humor. Uh, sometimes sometimes intentional, sometimes sometimes intentionally funny, sometimes not intentionally funny. But it's always in, it's always interesting. Yeah. Best part Who of that. Knows? Best part about this show is the fact that like I'm gonna, I'm gonna go on bit on High School Musical Musical the series, which maybe we'll review before the second season comes out. I have no idea. Um, <laughs> best part about this is the fact that like. It's like the it's it's like a docu mockumentary show like it's shot like okay. The Office, so okay. like, it'll be like a documentary crew and like you know we'll cut away do interviews. But the thing is, okay. only sometimes because like Russell, they have flashbacks in this show. Oh my god! So they actually show flashbacks from like yeah, but like the movies and stuff. No, 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 no! Like flashbacks to like these kids' lives. Like, oh, dude. Okay. Like, but like, but it's weird because the thing about like, so like, is 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 this documentary still? Because like, if so, like, what kind of documentary crew is hanging out in this little girl in this teenage girl's bedroom? <laughs> it's got a creeper status. <laughs> and this teenage girl's tent. Like, who's filming yeah. this? Did you uh, did you get a sign off from the parents for this stuff? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, so yeah, that, that's that's for uh, May, June, June eleventh. Loki is starting up. 
that that was that airing week good. to week. Yeah. Uh, Zenimation, which is basically uh, a Disney Plus, basically a Disney Plus uh, exclusive, where it's just like you know calming music with like different kinds of animation. Really, it's basically like a background show, but the, but it's really really nice animation. If you, want, if you want to look at something pretty. Uh, and the Check mysterious it out for sleep purposes, <laughs> literally, yeah. Or if you're, or if you're very high, I would recommend putting this on. <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh, the mysterious Benedict Society, which is a new uh, YA mystery show starring Tony Hale and uh, Kristen Schaal, uh, is going to start airing. And uh, lastly, in July, uh, Monsters at Work is going to start. That's going to be the sequel series to Monsters Inc. Again, okay. both John Goodman and Billy Crystal returning for that. Uh, Turner and Hooch, the uh, show adaptation of the oh. movie with Tom Hanks. Hanks. Yeah, uh, this one starring Josh Peck. Hopefully with a dog. Hopefully the dog has better luck than the movie. Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, and uh, a new an- a new short from animated show called Chippendale Park Life, which I'm assuming is I'm not assuming. I'm just saying they're trying to get Chippendale back into the public consciousness because they have a new movie coming out. Yeah, so would it, okay, park life, so it's is it animated or is it actually just show them, like, roaming around the park? This is this is an animated show. Oh, okay, because, like, you see where I was thinking at, too, you could easily have, you could film that, I mean, I'm sure that'd be kind of That'd be, that'd be entertaining as well, but, uh, yeah, yeah you, you hear all these titles coming to streaming soon, uh, anything pop out at you? I mean, I would say probably Loki would, uh, is going to be fun, obviously Falcon Winter Soldier, I think it's going to be a really fun time, too. Uh, Mighty Ducks, just because of nostalgic purposes and the fact that like I grew up with those movies, so probably had well the first two I should say I didn't really I don't think I've seen any other ones after. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Uh, yeah, the High School Musical thing maybe. I mean we'll we'll see. Uh, none of the other stuff really. The whole you know uh, Stamos coaching a basketball. Yeah, like probably not on that. And but Stamos. Some of the other. Yeah, but it, it, yeah, I get it. And then I do like that uh, the animation thing you said set with uh, like like some uh, soothing music. I think that's always as I get older, I've always like I don't know, kind of like enjoy that kind of stuff. Yeah, again, Zenimation. Look it up. It's actually that's actually yeah, like really check it out. It's a, it's a really well put, it's a really well put together show. That's a really cool concept for it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's the that's the slate that was announced recently. Uh, also, uh, also in Disney Plus news, they announced a new show coming forward, and it's going to be a show based on. Uh, Adventures in the Magic Kingdom universe. So basically, what this is going to be is, uh, it's going to be set in a world where all the different themed lands of the Disney parks actually exist in another reality, populated by characters from Disney films. So you know, okay. like when you go to Disney parks, it's like Frontierland, Adventureland, Frontierland, Adventureland, yeah, yeah. So it's going to be basically about like the f- like the actual like universes, like where you know what. what oh, so that's kind of cool. Yeah, you see, that's a cool concept. Which is something that yeah. they've kind of been toying with for a while. Because I, I don't know if you remember this, but because a while back, like a couple, like maybe like five, six years ago, it was announced that Favreau was developing a Magic Kingdom movie, which is basically going to be like Night Museum, but at Disneyland. Okay, yeah. Which is which is a concept I thought was incredible. Like that's yeah, just, which is really cool. You have that genius. whole environment to do that. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I was waiting for them to do something like this with the with Disneyland because. You think about it, man, like how many like iconic locations and how many, you know, like different kind of scenarios and different areas you have to play with. Like, why, why is yeah. no one doing anything with that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you have literally so much at your fingertips, you know, it's, it should be utilized more. Yeah. And so now, but someone is doing something with it now. And I, and I and I like that. I really do. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah, definitely looking forward to this. I think the first one is going to be about Adventureland. 
so that yeah, so it's gonna be interesting to see you know what becomes of that. Uh, who's who's wor- who's working on this? Uh, oh, the guy the guy who did oh really the guy who did Outlander. No shit. Okay, <laughs> that's. That's 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 interesting. I, I do I do like Outlander. So if you haven't seen Outlander, go check it out. It's on Netflix. It's actually <laughs> a really good show. Um, oh, I'm so, no, sorry. It's not gonna be about Adventureland. So this, the project is titled "The Secret Explorers and Adventures." So it probably is gonna be Adventureland. Um, but you know we'll we'll see we'll see what we'll see what comes of this. I think this is actually a really cool concept. I'm excited to see what I'm excited to see what they do with it, and hopefully, it's success. Uh, next piece we're talking about. Speaking, of, well, this is kind of Disney adjacent, but uh, Spider-Man Three has officially gotten its title. They had to Not work. Good. They had to work home into it. No, they had to work home into it. But I, I do love the whole thing where like everyone's like trolling with like fake titles, like Spider-Man Home yeah. Slice, Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. Spider-Man Home Skillet Biscuit. Uh, we, we have, but we have our official title that is going is going to be Spider Man No Way Home, which yeah. I, I like it. Uh, I mean, I don't love uh, it, but I like it. It's kind of like a James Bond No Way Home. Hey, 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 hey. thank God, thank God, shit on No Time to Die. I'm not, I'm not even gonna go there. <laughs> See, come on, Spider Man No Time to Die. There Spider-Man, we go. Spider- get, that's, that's a call to action. <laughs> Bond Twenty Five, <laughs> Spider Man Three. <laughs> there you have it. Done. I, I, I watched that movie. Swap it out, dude. Be like, what? Spider-Man No Time to Die? What? Uh, but yeah, so what's interesting, what's interesting about this is that it's fi- it's filming right now, but it's set for like a Christmas release date. So they like, better uh, get the step in. Yeah, they, they, they're they're on the clock. They are really on the clock here. You got, yeah, you got less than nine months. I mean, if you still that you have to edit and premiere it and all that other stuff. Yeah, you got you don't have a whole window's not too big. Yeah, but hey, uh, I. I Kevin Feige has not let us down as of yet, so no, so I trust I trust him at this juncture in his career. Yeah, uh, uh, for between the two Spider-Mans, which one do you like? The between Homecoming and Far From Home. Yeah. Uh, Homecoming. Yeah, same. I Far from, yeah, I I would probably say Homecoming too. I like Far From Home a lot, but Homecoming I think is I like I like the coming of age aspect of it more. Yeah. I think that it resonates more emotionally. And I also, th- I also think like the crux, the personal crux of uh, Far From Home or Far From Home does not work. Just yeah, I feel I feel like him and MJ's chemistry isn't all that great. Yeah, could work on that. Maybe a little jot that down for the third film. Yeah, ma- ma- maybe like give him something you know in common, like <laughs> or, give, or give 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 Peter a reason to be attracted to this girl. Yeah, that, that's, that's what's always weird about like the beginning of Far, and I, and I noticed it again when I watched it for the second time, where like he's come back and he's like obsessed with like MJ. It's just like, why? Yeah, it's like, dude, you don't even like. Yeah, it's, like, it's yeah, weird. Like, you you talked to her maybe like what three times in the first movie? Is it? Yeah, is this like is the the film crew for a ninety day fiance here? Like, are you <laughs> trying to hurry up and find love here? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just, yeah, I, yeah. I, I had no. It it's not believable. I had no idea why he was into MJ. I still have no idea why. Maybe they'll figure it out here. But see, that's why Tobey Maguire and Kirsten Dunst I think work so much better. Well, no, I mean, well, yeah, I guess. I mean, chemistry wise, yeah, I, no, I would actually, absolutely. I, I'd, I'd vouch for you. I'd vouch for you actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and also, uh, Stone and uh, Garfield work way yeah, better than this. Boy, that. Yeah, the movies weren't the movies weren't as good, but I do think that uh, I still. I mean, obviously the first one over the second one. The second one was just dog shit, man. Ugh. We'll, we'll, we'll get there eventually. Uh, oh, I don't doubt it. But yeah, I, I do. I do wonder. Do you think that 
you know, we'll be in a place where we can, where this movie will, like will do financially well as as well as it would like. And do you think we'll be back to normal circumstances by the time this movie comes out? Uh, Christmas. I, that's the thing. Well, what I saw in the news about um, the vaccination, I saw that it, it's supposed to be available to every American by the end of April. I saw or something like that. Was it April or May? It was May. So. So if people get, I mean, if people get vaccinated and, and you know, are smart about all this stuff and, and not do, you know, your, you know, your hometown of, you know, your home state of Texas and just say, hey, you know what? We're going to go ahead and just go balls to the wall here. 100 percent. 100 percent. No masks. Damn. You know what I mean? Like the start of the, the that frost did not screw over enough Texans. <laughs> I got it. Yeah, I got it. I got an idea. I mean. I mean, we'll we'll see what happens. I just, I don't know. I just, just if if, it, if people can be smart about it and we can, you know, vaccinate the people that obviously you know need vaccinated. Obviously, the older population and people that have the, you know, problems that are more susceptible to COVID. I think we could get back to it, but I don't know. December seems like it's pushing it. I don't think we're going to get back to normal. I think, I say 2022 maybe sometime in 2022. I mean, I would trust me. I would love for summer and, and you know you know the back end of fall and stuff like that to get back to normal but i just don't think we're, we're there yet uh, this it's kind of sucky but hopefully we make some big leaps here this year you know what i mean that being said i would totally go see it in theaters oh absolutely i mean absolutely gonna go see it in theaters i just don't know i, I know what you're saying is it gonna have that big draw yeah like like a blockbuster draw that's the thing because i you know we're not gonna get anything in the summertime i i don't that's just not gonna happen right um, and, it, and it's a shame because I, I'd, I'd want to see how these movies would have fared out with a good box office, you know, with a healthy box office, like, you know, like Tenet last year and some other films that we, we had made mention of in the summertime that were your, you know, your block. Well, actually, no, because there wasn't a whole lot of blockbusters released in the summertime. I should say everybody no. jumped uh, ship and, and, and moved, moved back. Yeah, Even uh, Fast and the Furious did it again. Yeah, again. Yeah. Sure. So I don't know, man. I, it's a lot of uncertainty and unknown about this and i think that's why it's like scaring people they they don't know whether or not to you know what i mean keep keep uh keep the course or you know alter but uh, i'm hoping I'm, I'm really hoping if it goes back in december i mean i'm i'm ecstatic so we'll see what happens yeah uh next piece of news david fincher is lining up his next film for uh netflix he's actually revisiting something that uh he's, he scrapped a while back uh it is the adaptation of the killer uh, it reunites him with his uh, seven writer, Andrew Kevin Walker. And the killer follows a, a cold-blooded assassin who starts to experience an existential crisis as he grows conscious in a world with no moral compass. Uh, okay. And looking to star in this movie, one Mr. Michael Fassbender. Hey, good. It's good to see him get some work. Finally, he gets... Fi okay, he has, he's not official yet, but if he is, thank Christ, finally he gets something good again. Ser yeah, seriously, he's a. It's a. I feel like that's that that wasted talent that's just sitting in the bullpen, ready to get uh, get the call to close the game. You know I mean, what I mean? The, he's the, such the a dude. The dude is an Oscar caliber actor. Oh, I mean, without a doubt. So yeah, I mean, you hear that that team that uh, that that combo. You hear Fastbender and you hear yeah. Fincher. Does that get you? Sign me you up. Jazzed? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, sign me up. Me as well. Yeah, man. I think. Yeah, I haven't seen uh, Mank yet. That's a, or that's another one I need to see. I haven't seen it either. <laughs> I, I yeah, again, that's a, we'll make that push again. We'll pre 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 Oscars, we're gonna make yeah. a big push for a lot of things. Oh yeah, I'm I'm not worried about it. There's that makes the Oscar it makes that more fun. I think to hurry up and watch them. So yeah. uh, next piece we're talking about uh, Gore Verbinski, fame famed inflation artist Gore Verbinski. 
has lined up his next movie. It's going to be an adaptation of the George R. R. Martin book Sandcastle. It's going to be for Netflix. Uh, I'm not sure if this is going to be a series. Is it going to be a series or a movie? I, th- I, I would assume movie because it's Bo Verbinski. Um, so basically what this is, because this is this one a project that I'm not – or this is a property that I'm admittedly not familiar with as far as George R. R. Martin. Uh, so this is about a wealthy playboy named Simon Crest who collects dangerous exotic animals. One day he stumbles across a mysterious establishment called Woe and Shade, where he purchases a terrarium filled with four colonies of creatures called Sand Kings which grow to fill whatever environment they're kept in. Each colony okay. consists of a large female called the Maw and numerous insect-like mobiles she controls via telepathy. Uh, in <laughs> addition to finding food, the Maw, uh, the mobiles also construct sand castles to protect the Maw from invading colonies. So yeah, it's gonna. So basically, it's like a micro, a micro Game of Thrones type thing. Yeah. Well, kind of micro because they do uh, grow to fit to fit their size. Uh, maybe maybe this is maybe this is a series. Uh, I'm not I'm not sure. They haven't. I, I can't I can't find it on the support yet. But uh, yeah. I mean, look, Game of Thrones is <laughs> Game of Thrones is not uh, it's not a thing anymore. So and it, it ended off on a pretty bad note. Uh, but as far as I know, this is a book that he this is a book series he did finish. So maybe so there there you have it. Yeah. So uh, again, someone who is not who's a little more green to Game of Thrones than I am because you've seen the first like think like season and a half. I think it was like a season and a half, which I, you know, and obviously I got that box set for Christmas. You own the so box set now, so you have no excuse. I do have, I have zero excuse, you know what I mean? So uh, I, I do need to jump on that. But uh, Cobra Kai, you know, there's that. I've been I've been really you have been watching crushing Cobra in. <laughs> I, I, uh, I'm on the last episode of the second season, so I'm, yeah, I'm making I'm making good work. Wow, you are you are burning through Cobra Kai. Oh, I'm, I'm hooked. It's, yeah, I, I, I knew uh, you'd love it. I told you to check gosh, it out. It's so good. Yeah, it's, yeah. Very good. Uh, but yeah, so uh, dropping for Netflix at some point in the future. Don't know when that's go- when it's happening. If it does sound interesting, though. It does sound interesting, I d- and I I do think George R. Martin's a good story storyteller. So I would be down to check this out. Uh, next piece of news you're talking about. Speaking of Netflix, something else that's happening. Because why the hell not? Uh, Terminator is getting a franchise revival, but not in the way you would expect. Uh, <laughs> they ran themselves out of movie theaters, so now they're crashing the TV. <laughs> With an anime, uh, but here's the thing: and Arnold's coming back to do a voice <laughs> or something like that, something crazy, I'm sure. Uh, has one of the co-creators of the Batman, which was actually a pretty solid, pretty solid uh, DC show. Uh, no details on, no details on what is going to. Wait, hold on. Is, th- is it the Batman movie or the Batman TV show? Because those are two very different things. <laughs> Let me double check. Uh, Matt Tomlinson. Oh, not 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 that not that guy. Oh, Mattson Tomlinson. My God, what a name, Mattson Tomlinson. Oof, that's a that's a tongue twister. Oh Jesus. Just <laughs> call Matty T. Matty T. Oh, okay, so Matty he worked T. he worked on the Batman movie. Okay. All right. Inter- uh, interesting enough. Uh, but yeah, so. Uh, Termi- yeah, Terminator, the last uh, one, Dark Fate, didn't do very well in theaters. Can't imagine why. Um, <laughs> so now we're trying this. And look, as down as I've been on the Terminator franchise, which we almost got to talk about this this year, maybe maybe next time. Yeah, I mean, it's going to roll out. We, we're going to roll that over to March of 2022. Eventually, yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, yeah, I mean, Terminator anime, because, I mean, like, I, I guess I saw Pac, they thought, like, hey, Pac Rim can do it, so can we. Yeah, I mean, why not? Yeah, sure. I mean, that, I mean, the concept itself lends itself well to an anime, like, especially if you, if they did, like, a future set anime, I think yeah. that could work. You, I mean, you could, it, it would absolutely lend itself to work. It just depends on who's going to be behind, you know, who, who the guy, you know, who that... Matty T is, and you know what what he's gonna put up on the screen. I don't know. Who knows? And we ha- we haven't seen the Batman yet, but we can watch Project Power. He was a writer on that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Project Power. I I guess he's writing a Mega Man movie. Oh, Mega Man! Mega Man was was my shit back in the day. Mega Man is tight. Uh, so yeah, I mean, we'll I mean, we'll see. We can't really judge this guy based on his work because we haven't seen a ton of what he's done. Um, but yeah, yeah. we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Uh, next piece of talking about. Let's talk about the Golden Globe, which is something you probably surprisingly haven't gotten to yet. Uh, Golden Globes were last weekend, and there were some surprising, surprising wins to say the least. Again, we're more of a movie channel, so we're going to cover the, mul- the mostly movie side of things. Uh, supporting actor went to. Okay, well, first of all, anime feature with the soul. No surprise there. No. Foreign language film went to Minari. Good for them. Yeah, I've heard great things about that. I do want to check out. I do want to check out Minari. I haven't, I haven't watched it yet, which is funny because I don't think it's entire. I don't think it's entirely in Korean. I think some, most of some of it's in English. Okay, and I know it's like streaming right now for like twenty bucks. Yeah, uh, best original score went to Soul as well, which is gonna be funny as hell to see Trent Reznor, Atticus Ross, and John Batiste all win the same Oscar if they do win. Yeah, that'd be kind of funny. Um, Best original song did not go to speak now from One Night Miami, Miami, which that surprised me. But again, they could stay pretty heavily favored to win the Oscar anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, best screenplay went to Aaron Sorkin for Trial of Chicago Seven. No surprise there. No surprise. Glo- Glo- Globes love that guy. And uh, I, I, I haven't seen that one. I do need to check that one out though. It's, it's Sorkin. Pre- it's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, best director, however, went to Chloe Zhao, who did Nomadland, which I gr- good for her. <laughs> Which I just happened to finish. I really and I and I think it was a very like tranquil movie. I, it Absolutely. had it really reminded me of like you could literally pair that with Land or Into the Wild. I think yeah. if you want to just have like a nice calm evening, and I think it would be one of those ones. But it's beautiful. The uh, the whole Nomadland film is just beautifully shot. So uh, definitely well deserved. Yeah, it's on, it's on Hulu. If you haven't seen Nomadland, go check it out. It's a fantastic. Yeah, for film. sure. Yeah, uh, for sure. And Francis McDormand, man, Jesus. She's so, she's so good in that movie. Yeah, for sure. Uh, best Supporting Actress, uh, Jodie Foster for The Maritanian. That's a sh- bit of a shock. That's on streaming now. That just shot. That just started streaming, too. That's another one I need to check out. Uh, best Supporting Actor, Danny Kaluuya for Judas and the Black Messiah, which was I seen as an upset that. because Leslie Odom Jr. was seen as the favorite for yeah. Best Supporting Actor. Uh, That's best, HBO Max for that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I need to watch that. Best uh, Actress, Musical, or Comedy, Rosamund Pike. In I care a lot, which is interesting. Tremendous, tremendous movie. Yeah. Did you see it? I haven't seen it yet. I actually watched it. Yeah. Um. I really, I really enjoyed it. That was one of the ones that when we talked about it on uh, trailer talk, it was one of the ones I just, I was like, ah, oh, that looks so good. She's such a very underrated actress. You know, you've obviously seen what she did, you know, in Gone Girl, and just she, like, she's, she's a really good, really good actress when given the the right stuff. Um, but it's a really, it's a really good film. You definitely have to check it out. She's very vicious in that movie. I will definitely go and give it a watch. Yeah, now. definitely check it out. Uh, best supporting actor, musical or comedy? Uh, sub- Sasha Baron Cohen for Borat's subsequent movie film. Oh, that movie's that movie was not that good. Oh, you like, watched it? I don't know. Yeah, I did. You did you see it? I haven't seen the original Borat. 
Dude, yeah, you gotta watch the first Borat, dude. First, first Borat's a classic. The, this second one was just like, I obviously watched it because you know I went and saw the first one when it came out in the theaters, but uh, I was kind of surprised he won for it. I mean, because it doesn't do anything like out of the ordinary. That it's, you know what I mean? It's it's Borat. That was that was kind of a surprise for that one. Uh, best act, uh, best actor, uh, drama. No surprise there, Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. Prob- most likely gonna carry this all the way to the Oscar. Another one I need to check out on Netflix. Uh, yeah, my rain is black bottom. Best actress was the biggest shock of the night for me. This went to Andre Day for the United States versus Billie Holiday. That one is on Hulu, I believe. Yeah, uh, she. Yeah, be- I need to check that one out. And just for reference, she beat out Viola Davis, Frances McDormand, and Carrie Mulligan. I know this is the Globe, but still, this is a big deal. Dude, yeah, because Carrie Mulligan, I mean, was fantastic and promising young woman. Uh, obviously, we just said we just talked about Frances McDormand. I think Frances McDormand might would have been maybe the front runner in that one. I mean, uh, yeah, it's pretty, Fran- Francis, pretty Francis or Carrie. Francis or Carrie. I don't think Viola has a shot, and um, I don't know, man. That I, I'm leaning more towards Carrie just because Francis just won a couple years ago for three billboards outside of Missouri. So I don't know if. If that has any any gameplay, you know what I mean, uh, into what uh, voters are going to vote for, you know. Yeah. But both both great performances. But again, for sure. this 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 time a few years ago, this was happening, and Ryan yeah, Malik won, and I was like, oh god, it better not mean he's going to win the Oscar, and he went on to win the Oscar. Can we just talk about like how Bradley Cooper was so much better? That was good. How Bradley Cooper got robbed again. <laughs> <laughs> he was even nominated for director. And not, yeah, not even nominated for director. Oh, I still go. I I still have fights with my wife about it. She's like, she won't watch it because she knows the ending of the Star is Born. She's like, I don't want to watch that depressing movie. I'm like, well, at least he's saying his own shit. That's She's true. like, well, so Rami. I'm like, dude, they synthesize his voice. Ra- Rami, like, Rami, right? Rami didn't sing dude. a goddamn note. Dude, they Chance and I could sing it. They'd synthesize our voice to sound exactly like uh, Freddie Mercury. So I don't want to hear that shit. Uh yeah, uh best um picture drama, Nomadland, best picture comedy, Borat subsequent subsequent movie film. What was Borat against? Borat was against Hamilton, Music, Palm Springs, and The Prom. Shit, fucking because I heard a lot of good things about Palm Springs. Like Palm, I think you said, something. Palm Springs is awesome. Yeah, and I I was reading I think Zach Pope's stuff on uh, Twitter. He's a big fan of Palm Springs, but uh, oh, man, and Borat. Especially over Hamilton. I mean, because Hamilton was like a huge thing in July. For Hamilton's it. also just like very debatable as an actual movie. <laughs> and that's the thing, too, because it's like a, it's really a play. I mean, yeah. you know, realistically. So, yeah, I, I, again, Borat, not that the second one's not that good, but whatever. Again, I'm still, still going to watch it, but I also I, I, oh, yeah. I have to watch the first one first because I just I never. I yeah, never well, please. It. You have to if you're going to do a comparison justice, you got to watch the first one. But I, but also I want to show some love to uh, someone who I'm so happy to see this dude take home a uh, a Golden Globe. John Boyega, one yeah, best supporting that. one best supporting actor for Small Axe. Good, yeah, I did see that. Which Small Axe is one of the best things I've seen in the last year. That like the whole five film series is excellent. If you haven't seen mm-hmm. Small Axe, please go watch it. It's on Amazon Prime. Fantastic, okay. fantastic series of films. And his his movie was my favorite of the five. Uh, he's in. The, you have to check that out. Yeah, he's in the third Red, White, and Blue. Fantastic film. He's gives a great performance, and I really hope this gives him because like he's a someone who's very concerned about his career going forward. I hope this gives him some job security because he's someone who should who should continue to act. I want to see this dude get a be be in more things. 
Yeah, for sure. Uh, next piece we're talking about back to Disney really quick, really quickly because their reboot of Pinocchio has just added some cast members, Add, but some some good ones at that. Uh, people that just got added: Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Cynthia Erivo, Key Michael Key, and Lorraine Bracco of all people. It's fucking Sopranos. Good fella, good fellas, Sopranos own Lorraine Bracco. Oh wow, Doctor Malfi, right? Yeah. Uh. So, so Joseph Gordon Levitt's gonna be playing Jiminy Cricket. Um. He's gonna be playing Jiminy Cricket. Cynthia Erivo is gonna be playing the Blue Fairy. Keegan Michael Key is gonna be playing Honest John, the guy who kind of takes, kind of like, convince Pinocchio to run it from home. And Lorraine yeah. Brock is gonna be playing a new character named Sophia the Seagull. No idea what the fuck she's doing, but uh, <laughs> she's here. Uh. Again, Tom sure. Hanks. Tom Hanks is already set to play Geppetto in the movie. Okay. And uh, it will. Uh, hold on. Yeah. Uh, al- also joining uh, Luke Evans, who's playing one of the guys. Uh, who's playing uh, Lamp- Lampwick? I think he's playing, or okay. the Coachman. Luke Evans trying to get into another Disney movie, right? He's already in. He's, he confirmed Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. No. no wasn't I, he in Beauty and the Beast? No, he was. Yeah. No, he wasn't. But I'm, I'm saying he's confirmed. He's not trying. He's already in. Isn't that crazy? He's in two live actions. This is yeah. He t- could take the lead right here, I think. Uh, but yeah, that one's going to be directed by Robert Zemeckis for Disney+. Plus. Yeah. Now, here's what I'm going to ask you. So you hear this cast, and we have another. We have Dueling Pinocchios coming out in the next couple of years. The Isn't other it one, crazy that that other one's on, like, it's streaming right now? What? Oh, the the Benini one? The Yeah, Benini one. Who's, <laughs> yeah. The second one he did. Because oh, yeah, it's going to be. Uh, didn't yeah, learn, his, sure ga- didn't learn his goddamn lesson the first time. He really had, yeah, he really... Really has a thing for uh, Pinocchio, apparently. Yeah. Uh, so but were we gonna ask me about it? So yeah, we have uh, okay. As far as like big Pinocchio, we have we have two dueling, one for Disney Plus, one for Netflix. The Netflix one being done by Guillermo del Toro. We've talked about it before. Guillermo del Toro featuring uh, Ewan McGregor, Ron Perlman, Tilda Swinton, Christoph Waltz, Kate Blanchett, uh, among others. So you hear the the the, the, the so between the del Toro Pinocchio and the revamped Disney Pinocchio. Which one are you more intrigued to see? The del Toro one has better cast ensemble i would say than that's fair uh than the other one but just, i don't know i do like hanks's geppetto um I, I wouldn't mind seeing that who's who's voicing or who's playing pinocchio uh th- th- it's it's a no name in both okay so uh if, if we're going straight by what would i watch first i would probably watch the disney plus one but what am i going with like based on talent i'll go with del toro's you know what this feels if like that's if, if if that's fair. You know what this feels like? What's that? This feels like Jungle Book all over again. Yeah. Yeah. Because you remember, like, they had Favreau Jungle Book and then they had Circus Jungle Book on uh, Netflix. That's right. Well, they, yeah, they just, but I mean, I would say talent wise, though, for sure, I would say Del Toro has easily as a shoe in for, for his. Yeah. I would, I would uh, t- agree there. I also think yeah. Del Toro's vision could be a little more interesting because I, like, I love the original Pinocchio. I think it's a, cl- I think it's a classic. Yeah, no, I'm a huge fan. It's one of the older ones that I really, really gravitate more towards that I like a lot. So I, yeah. I, I am curious to see what the I, th- I think you could, I think you could absolutely make a live action one version of that work. I'm just very and yeah. visually I think it could be spectacular. Uh, but I feel like Del Toro is more of an on an upswing and Zemeckis is on a downswing. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll give you that, and I wouldn't mind seeing a darker Pinocchio because I know Del Toro a little bit more of a darker director, so I wouldn't mind seeing you know what I mean a little bit of. 
a little bit of his own creativity into a film. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's it. And the uh, last thing we're talking about, uh, something we speculated about for a while, uh, but it's officially been confirmed. Uh, Superman is officially getting a reboot. Uh, from J.J. Abrams and comic writer Tanishi Coates, who worked on uh, worked on Black Panther. He worked on a really great run of Black Panther, if you haven't read it. I'm trying to get that Man of Steel 2 going. No, don't, care. don't count on it, buddy. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to plug as many times as I can Man of Steel 2 until <laughs> maybe it'll happen one day. Who knows, man? But yeah, like <laughs> Some, maybe somebody, yeah. But like a lot of speculation came to this, like, like, and it's not never being confirmed anywhere, but like, this yeah. could be the dawning of a black Superman. Yeah, that's what I think. Uh, most of the signs are pointing toward that, though. Yeah, which I'd be down for. I mean, we've, we've seen six. Okay, we've technically seen two or three, I guess. <laughs> but we've seen six movies with a white Superman. Yeah. And, two, and two of them are good. Maybe, maybe, maybe the record with white Superman is not. Maybe, maybe black <laughs> Superman is where it's at. <laughs> Spice it up a little bit. Spice you know? it up. Uh. Put, it in the oven a little, put it in the oven a little longer. Uh, I can't wait to see the fucking internet on that one. If they oh got bent out of shape about Ariel, fucking it'll be all World War Three with uh, Superman, right? It, it was already World War Three. Yeah, I mean, I just want to see a good story with it. You know what I mean? I just I, see I, a good Superman movie. Yeah, that's that's all I want. I mean, I, I don't we, we have we haven't had a good Superman movie since 1980. That's a problem. Well, I think Man of Steel was good, but uh, no, you know, we'll, we'll, I know we we'll, we'll, you know we have eventually. our we have our opinions on that. Oh yeah. Um. So, yeah, you hear this, but, like, you, you think about, like, who would be cast as Superman. I mean, most signs point to Michael B. Jordan. I'm actually the only one that I can think of. That's the only one that comes to my head that would be physically fits the stature. Which I, know? Would, I would love to see. Uh, another another option I could think of is uh, Eli, Eli Gore, who played uh, Muhammad Ali in One Night in Miami. Okay, that's another I, one. I really want to see that one too. I, th- I think he could potentially be a great Superman, but there's so many uh, young black actors working in Hollywood that so many. I would love Michael B. Jordan to do this, but I mean, science points to that, but I don't think. I mean, I, obviously, w- when you think of who who you would pick as Superman, obviously Michael B. Jordan is like probably at the top of the list just because yeah. of the fact that what we've seen we can do on the screen. He has that physicality of a Superman. You know what I mean? So I mean, it's kind of a shoe in. But outside of that is, I think, where we get our, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely see, like, what happens with this. But I'm excited to see the future Superman on film. Right after they do Man of Steel 2. I'm excited <laughs> to see the future Superman on film. That I'm just, most I'm likely just. does not include Superman, Man of Steel 2. Yeah. Snyder's like, here, here's four hours of some Superman. Here's Let's four uh, hours of some goddamn... Quench your thirst. Shut watch up Man of Steel 2. Here's a goddamn Man of Steel 2. <laughs> Watch him not even hardly be in this fucking movie. Oh so my pissed. god! Watch him only in for like an hour, dude. I'll be so pissed. One, it, it, like, one it, quarter I of a four-hour like, movie, dude. I feel like we're gonna focus too much time on Batman. I think that's that's the thing that's really like uh, worrying me a little bit right Again, now. Again, I, I feel like we're gonna spend like an hour on Apocalypse or in that Apocalypse nightmare sequence with Joe yeah. with Jared Leto. Please no. If, Please if no. Jared Leto has more time than Henry Cavill, I'm gonna cry. <laughs> All right. Like uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's it for our regular news. We now move on to our final news story, which is the Paramount Plus uh, announcement. So Paramount Plus launched here two days ago. Uh, and before the official launch, they announced a couple things that they're going to be doing as Paramount exclusives. Mm-hmm. Now, I will admit, admit right now, 
this is not as impressive as a <laughs> as any of the runs. It's not as impressive as any of the slate announcements for Disney Plus or HBO Max. But it's like haphazardly threw this together. It does feel like it was <laughs> haphazardly thrown together. Yes, <laughs> correct. Let's mix these mix these properties in a bag, pull them out. We're gonna take them. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> um, so here, so but oh here, but here's something that didn't that are actually interesting. First of which, their movie slate. They they have a deal with Epics, which by late spring will be in full effect. They'll have over twenty five hundred movies streaming on this service. Epics. That's the one that got. Oh, is that the one that got Saint Maud? I think so. Or am I thinking? Maybe it streaming? is. I think it's. I think it might be Epics. Anyway, sorry, I was I, I just sidetracked her. Right, sorry. Right. But they're also doing a thing where they're going to have because of the situation right now they're going to have a uh, program where movies will go straight to Paramount Plus forty five days after their theatrical run. I uh, do like this because it encourages people to go to the theaters more to go see these films. Yeah, and some of the things some, some of the things that are going to be included included in that Quiet Place Two, which recently moved up to Memorial Day weekend, oh. uh, Mission Impossible Seven. Uh, Snake Eyes, Clifford, Top Gun, Maverick, as well as others. Uh, oh, Clifford, yeah, <laughs> pile of dog shit. You mean? Oh, we, 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 <laughs> we haven't seen the movie yet, uh, but oh probably. My God. It's so bad. It's gonna be so bad. Uh, uh, yeah, but also, so it's gonna be forty-five days at forty days after theater stints. But you okay, can also yeah. pay, and you can also use Epics to pay a one-day a pay a debut. Okay. You pay a debut fee to see it like that. That's kind of smart, though, if you think about it, though, because that's the money that you'd be spending to go see that in a theater anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, that is, yeah. Also, th- also new. Also, they're getting a new installments in the. Well, they're getting a new paranormal activity, mo- paranormal activity movie, first of all, and they're also doing another pet cemetery, which seems a little soon. Yeah, I mean, uh, but those are two. Uh, honestly, because I'm a fan of the paranormal activity as well. The first like two or three, and then they they get bad. Um, yeah. And Pet Cemetery, sure. So yeah, those two right there, I, I would be in for because I, I enjoyed the remake. Yeah. Uh, other thing. Other uh, thing they're doing yeah. for this for this uh, service. We already talked about the offer, the making of the Godfather series. Armand Hammer was attached, but nope. he dropped out. It's a no-brainer on that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's going to be a Grease prequel. It's going to be the Rise of the Pink Ladies, I guess. <sighs> Really? Yeah. Really? <laughs> uh, I um, love Grease, but I don't know. I don't know. We're also getting a flash dance series, a show, a love story Jeez, series. So and, Dirty uh, Dancing. They're making a hat trick, right? And, well, not Dirty Dancing. They don't have the, I don't think they have the rights to that one. But, oh, yeah, uh, they're also love. getting the rights. They're also doing shows for the Italian job and the Parallax View. Okay. Um. We're getting a yellow for people who watch Yellowstone. We're getting a Yellowstone prequel, which I really want to watch. That's the one with Kevin Costner, correct? Yeah, I really want to watch that. Uh, I just, that's another show. Like, I just yeah, haven't made my ways to it. Something that, something that intrigued me more more so than that is we're going. We are getting a new scripted drama from Taylor Sheridan and, and Anton Fuqua, the mayor of Kingstown, mm-hmm. uh, which is going to be a, a, a scripted drama about officers. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, it's going to be a look at the business of incarceration. And Jeremy Renner is already attached to star in this. Okay. So that's, I think that's going to be really interesting. Promising, yeah. Uh, re- remember that show, uh, Waco, that came out a couple years back? 
I yeah, I heard of it. Well, it well, wasn't well, the well, 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 Texas Kitch. Forever in that. Yeah, Taylor Kitsch. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. So they they also announced that that is going to be the first of a new series of anthologies called American Tragedy, which will take a look at different dramatizations of real crime stories. Okay. okay. Uh, hey, let's see. Other stuff that got announced. Uh, Frasier is getting a revival, which uh, I never watched when he when it was even syndicated because it would always rival Seinfeld. Oh yeah. For ratings, and I always obviously I like Seinfeld way more. Uh yeah, Carol Grammer coming back to reprise the role of Fraser Crane. Uh, this is something that intrigued me. Halo is getting a series. I'm on, I'm on board with that because I'm a big Halo guy, which is crazy. Yeah, they've been trying to do a Halo adaptation for like forever. Forever, man. Yeah, they had. You think about how long the property's been out and how like how long they talked about it. and There was never pen to paper. You know what I mean? And again, there was like, always ideas being thrown out, but nothing ever set in stone. And again, like that, like. District Nine. Like the only reason we have District Nine is because the Halo movie failed like so miserably. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's that's coming a thing. That's gonna, that's going to be a thing. It's going to be uh, produced with, by Showtime. They'll be exclusive for Paramount Plus. Uh, we talked about the Man Who Fell to Earth series a while back uh, with Chiwetel Ejiofor. Uh, Four. That we turns out <laughs> we didn't know it was going before. Turns out it's going to be here. Uh, but the, the even more damning news: is the fact that Alex Kurtzman is going to be producing this show. <laughs> yeah, that's that. That's not pretty. Yeah, uh, Reno Nine One One is getting an exclusive movie, which I feel like they, Reno did, one, they did one back then. But they're gonna, they're gonna do another one. Uh, I think they're a little bit older now. Which which is great, but it's crazy. Reno Nine One keeps getting passed around because it was on Netflix and it was on Quibi. <laughs> now Jeez, it's on I remember Paramount seeing the Reno Nine One One movie back when it came out. That was that's like when that was actually a thing. I don't know how that well that's gonna do. Yeah. Uh, also returning, Beavis and Butthead. Getting a new that's movie. A, that's a no-brainer, dude. I was I grew up watching that again. That's another MTV gem, and the movie that came out it was funny as hell. They didn't officially yeah. they didn't officially announce it. I'm assuming Mike Judge coming back to direct. He has to. He has. Yeah, to. I just, yeah, he, he, he just he just has to. Yeah, like 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 we're not saying that because we know. We're saying that because he has no other choice no, but to come back. No, he has, but he has to. Like that's, exactly. there's nobody else you get for that. You you don't get him. You don't you don't do this. Like it's, no, it's, exactly. Like, like, no, you're, you're right. You're right. Yeah. They wouldn't they would not be doing this if Mike Judge was not attached in no, some way. Shape, Judge is absolutely gonna be attached to it. I mean, this is that. I mean, that this helped catapult Mike Judge. Into you know comedy, you know obviously you know we wouldn't have the classic gem of Office Space or one of my other favorite shows, King of the Hill, if it wasn't for oh, the I success lo- I of Peavis and I love King dude, of the I'm Hill. A, I love I love that show so much. I can't tell you. I and that's also on Hulu. Little little plug for everybody. But uh, um, but yeah, we we haven't had a Mike Judge. Show. We haven't had a Mike Judge movie in so long. I, th- I think it was, I think it was something it, after Office Space, and then he did Extract. Ex- extract, yeah, Extract was the last yeah. thing he ever did. No shit, that's been over ten years. Wow, yeah. it's been wow. That's crazy. Yeah, so I'm hope I'm hoping this will lead to another Mike Judge movie because I I love Mike Judge. I do too. So yeah, that needs to happen. Yeah. Uh, other things happening. Uh, classic MTV shows are getting revived. Behind the music, unplugged, and Yo MTV raps all coming back. God, I feel old. Yo MTV raps feel. I feel like that's going to be significantly less interesting yeah. now. But whatever. Anyone behind the music? Because like I feel like a lot of like I don't even know. Because like I feel like back when I watched it, like there was more interesting stories. Right. Uh, I'm not saying that there's not interesting stories now. I just don't. I haven't followed the mainstream music as well as I did when I obviously was growing up in it. You know what I mean? So you you, you kind of lose that. Unplugged. Yeah. Okay. MTV raps. I just ugh, I just don't like rap music now. You're not. No, I don't no. know. No. I'm I'm like. I'm, but I'm talking like when like rap was like. 
DMX, Jay Z, Biggie, you know, like when rap was like good, yeah. Tupac, you know, I just feel like it's 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 more pop pop rap now. I just I I don't know. Right. I could be wrong. I, yeah. Uh, uh, other things got announced. Uh, this is one for you specifically. Real, real world. Is... I huge fan. So I ask my wife; she'll she'll tell you how this, stupid this, she. This is actually right. on. This is actually on Paramount Plus right now. Like so, yeah. it's a, uh, uh, it's the original cast that are back together. If the original cast is back, then they're refilmed. Yeah, yeah. Which I'm hoping that they have the ar- archives of all the old ones because I actually have um. What was it? The real world uh, Vegas I have on on DVD, and uh, yes, I watched both challenges. I already talked to you on that about that. That was on Netflix, but yeah, I just I grew up watching that man. Um, I think Real World Paris is kind of one of the Real World Paris, and then those after like Austin and Philadelphia and San Diego, blah blah blah, on and on and on. I just I, I always liked that idea. Uh, and I even saw the movie. Remember the? You probably don't even remember this movie. It came out the Real Cancun. Oh, it was it was filmed by the producers. I've heard of it, world. yeah. Yeah, and it was basically followed like a bunch of eight 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 people as they make their way down to uh, Cancun, Mexico, to for spring break, and yeah, it was it was interesting. Probably completely scripted, but I I I don't know. I just enjoy that. Uh, yeah. Uh, another thing, another big draw for this was uh, was Vic the Nickelodeon. Like for example, Rugrats getting a reboot with updated animation. That's a big. Another big one on that too, yeah. They actually did release a clip of that on the t- on the Twitter thing, and the, the update I makes actually looks quite good. I'm actually intrigued to see how this pl- like to see a full length version of this. Chucky was always my home dog. <laughs> my boy Chucky. Um, also, also, uh, well, again, we, uh, Icarus getting rebooted. The interesting thing that got announced was Avatar Studios. Okay. So yeah. this Avatar Studios is basically going to be a branch to make all new content based on Avatar: The Last Airbender. They're gonna be making okay. movies. They're gonna be making spinoff shows, continuations, even theatrical films based on the property of Avatar. They didn't have enough with the M Night Shyamalan, oh. which I have, which I didn't even see. So, oh uh, no, they, no, they, they look as soon as they got as soon as they got done being sodomized, they <laughs> said like, you know what, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna try something else. Yeah, yeah. Uh, other and uh, last thing we're announced. I mean, Dora, Dora live action. There's gonna be a live action Dora show, which I think is gonna be very interesting. Yeah, well, I love the movie. I, I was a I was a big big proponent of the movie. Oh, I, didn't you? Think I, I was gonna I, like I, it as much. I, as I still haven't seen yeah. it. Yeah, need to watch it. Yeah, honestly, it, I own it. it. Seems, I need to watch. Seems it. crazy. Yeah. And uh, last thing that was announced was a workaholics movie sh- uh, directed f- or uh, direct to Paramount Plus, which is I, I I like workaholics when it's on. I, I don't like I don't like actively watch it, but when it's on, I'll give it a watch. I I will enjoy it. So probably seen a couple episodes. That yeah. <laughs> So looking at this entire slide, what's uh, what's make that jump out to you? Uh, obviously, Real World, because I mean, this is just stuff that I, I grew up watching. So I would probably say Real World. Um, obviously, The Godfather, my love of The Godfather. Um, Greece, I would probably watch a prequel, even if it is about uh, the chicks. Um, Halo, Beavis and Butthead, obviously. Um, I, I'm curious to see behind the music and unplugged just to see how they do that. See if they, you know, if you get the nostalgic vibes while watching that. Rugrats, I would watch. Uh, Dora, I think that would be fun. I think maybe Ella would like that too. Um, I'm trying to think. That American Tragedy sounds interesting. Fuqua's thing sounds interesting. Outside of that, though, like Reno 911 doesn't interest me. That I feel like that 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 whole. I don't know that whole entire like genre or that that specific like reality. You know what I mean, like a reality spoof type right. you know, 
stuff. I, I feel like that's sailed its course. I feel like that's a little bit like, I don't know. I just feel like we've passed that. Um, and some of the other stuff on it doesn't really excite me too much. Like Avatar, I don't watch any. I've never watched any of that Airbender stuff, so I, why get into it now? Um, I thought it was Avatar, like actually Cameron's Avatar. Um, Disney, for, Disney for some reason is not letting that go. Yeah, well, I mean, but it's a, I mean, it's it's a ca- I mean, it's a cash draw. I mean, look at look what it did, you know, box office wise. I know that's that's what they're holding on to it for, you know. But um, yeah, those are. I mean, that's a a bulk of the majority of that stuff, though, though for sure. Um, the real world, it would be disappointing if. And see, that's the thing. Like, I, I don't know. Remember, it used to stream. On, it was on MTV all the time, and then like yeah. Facebook took over, and it was like streaming on Facebook or something like that. Like right, the episode. Yeah. So it's it's been getting passed around, which is kind of unfortunate because you see other reality shows like Jersey Shore and like Florida Bama Shore and stuff like that get on there now. Like it's which is pretty much reality. So I, I don't I, know. I remember, I remember Florida Bama Shore started like an SNL sketch. And then I found like, oh, it's, yeah. this is a real show. Dude, and yeah, and I watch it so. Uh, uh, not so. my proudest things that I watch, but <laughs> I, I watch it, dude. And I started Jersey Shore. I've watched that from its inception. So it's like I feel like I – I don't know. I owe it to myself to watch it because I've invested my time into it. So it's like, well, I just can't stop watching it. I mean, that, that, Four Bama Shore is funny as hell, though. It, it is so like – it's so off the wall. They they all are. That, that That's that's some real sunk cost fallacy seeping in right there, Russ. Yeah. it's it, My credibility is going way down, but that's okay. It's It's guilty pleasure. It's fun. All right, uh, but we now, but uh, that's it for news. We've now moved on to the movie of the week. So, like I said, this is the first installment of our new theme month. Our theme this month is the Hunger Games, an interesting franchise to look at, to say the least. So, yeah, uh, these were. This is based on a. I don't know when this book was published. Look up when this book was published. But uh, Suzanne Collins published a ex- wildly popular series of young adult books. Uh. Based on, well, I'm not gonna say based on, but having very, <laughs> very similar, uh, similar plot points to on a, a Japanese film Battle Royale, which is excellent. If you haven't seen that, go watch it. Hunger Games book came out in 08, Catching uh, yeah, Fire, 09, Mockingjay, 10, and then they came out with The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes last year. I knew, fuck, oh, I was right there. I think, that, I think that's the prequel, if I'm not mistaken. It is a prequel, yeah. The yep, three originals yep. and the prequel. Obviously, yep, okay. the the uh, the last movie they broke into two because every other film franchise did that. So yeah, again, uh, I did not I did not read these books growing yeah, up. Yeah, neither did I. Uh, which is which is funny because this is what I I would expect you to. This is my demographic, so I I was supposed to be there. <laughs> I was I in college, man. I was I out know. of college. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, I remember I remember the hype leading up to this was massive. Yeah. Just because, like, it, ha- it had, like, an incredible, it had, like, a very well-built-in fan base. Like, everyone I knew as a kid was obsessed with, obsessed with these books, and they were really excited for the movie. And I watched, and I was like, okay. But, uh, okay, still haven't, still haven't read the books. But has my opinion changed as an adult? Uh, let's, fi- let's find out. And maybe, maybe Russell, I'm, I'm not sure. Cause did you watch these in theaters when they ca- as they were coming out? Yeah, I did. I watched. Um, I'm trying to think. That's it's funny because I didn't go all the way. Um, the first one I remember, because I was with my buddy and his girlfriend. I was the third wheel. I remember watching the first one. The second one, I think, I believe I saw. Did I see it? I saw the second one in theaters. The third one I saw with back when when we, we started dating, and then I I don't think I saw part two. So I only saw I think maybe two or three of them out of, in the theaters out of the four. Oh, so you quit. 
I did. Well, here's the thing. Like, I just, to me, and kind of the same thing with the Pirates of the Caribbean when we watched them last year. When you're watching it all cohesively together, you get it. You know what I mean? Right. You understand it a little bit more. When you watch these movies and then you wait a year to go watch it, you're like, well, what the hell happened? You know what I mean? You have to kind of refresh yourself and go back <laughs> into it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like watching this, like I remember always liking the first one. It was the first one was better out of, out of the ones I remember seeing. Um, but uh, yeah, I would say I saw this one and I want to say for sure saw Mockingjay Part 1 because that's the one that came out in 13. 14. But it came out in 14. And that's when we were dating. 13, we wouldn't have seen that because that was – or it might have been – Either, either or. I either saw two or three. I didn't see all of them in the theaters. I could, I can guarantee you that. Okay, point is you're pretty far removed from these movies, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, that's why I, I messaged you. I was kind of happy that this one, because I was like, I, I wanted to get back into watching them because I wanted to actually finish the, fran- <laughs> finish the franchise. Yeah, same here. Yeah, I, I, haven't yeah. seen, I haven't seen these movies in, God, so long. Yeah. Since I was a, te- since I was a, te- since I was a teenager. So uh, we're going to see how these hold up as movies and as not as adaptations because again now i've read the books so yeah as they hold up as movies so without further ado this is the hunger games so we basically get an introduction as to why these hunger games were done a very brief interaction here's actually more complex in the book yeah i mean this does seem super crazy though like all this this whole like premise of all like why the hunger games are the hunger games yeah so basically what happens is there was so it takes place in the world of pan of uh well, I think the country is called Pan Am. Uh, and a while, a long time ago, there were this like re- attempted rebellion. It failed. So now, as penance, the enti- the thirteen or thirteen districts rebelled, twelve remain. So now, as penance for the rebellion, every year, uh, each district must offer up two tributes, a boy and a girl, to compete to the death in the Hunger Games. Uh, now, right off the bat, we meet our main character, Katniss Everdeen, played by Jennifer Lawrence. And this is the point where Jennifer Lawrence like broke big. Yeah, this is where I, she, I think she actually cared when she was acting, obviously. Kind of, because some of her line yeah. reading this are just awful. Yeah, but then there's other scenes where she's actually really good, though. That's, yeah, that's the, no, it's, it's, yeah. It's, it's a balance. Yeah, Again, yeah for sure. It gets worse. From what I remember, it gets worse as these movies go on. And I think that's why I stopped kind of doing it, just because I thought they got so, like, oh, my God, like, so far-fetched. Yeah, but anyways, uh, this is Katniss Everdeen. Uh, she is a resident of District Twelve. Uh, <laughs> she's uh, yeah, she's 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 a hunt. She's a hunter. She's a bow woman. She's great at hunting deer that very clearly are not there. I <laughs> mean, seriously, this is embarrassing. <laughs> you, you you saw that too, right? It's very clearly a se- like a, a, a superimposed deer. Oh well, yeah. I mean, you're talking about the the, the first scene where she. When she meets up with uh, William Hem- Hemsworth's character, yeah, uh, Gail, yeah, uh, pull that back up. Yeah, so uh, I, I remember seeing it. it. looked It looked out of place. Yeah, so uh, yeah, this 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 is Gail. Uh, Kat- Katniss is homie. Now, uh, this this is the day of the reaping, which means it's the day where the tributes get picked for the Hunger Games. Now, uh, what else should we know that tributes have to be between tw- uh, twelve and eighteen? Which means Gail should be just fine because he's clearly twenty six. <laughs> he's clearly almost thirty. <laughs> just like, how many times has your name been? How many times has your name been in the been in the? I'm oh, sorry. How many times is your name in the in the bowl today? Forty seven. I'm like, bitch, you bitch, you look forty seven. Like, yeah, it's like, dude, you, dude, you're you're past that age, man. Okay. 
Yeah, which is which is crazy to think like wait a like wait a minute like yeah wait forty forty so like how do you like how do you get your name in that many times? That's the thing. I was like, well, if we're only doing it, the most you could get is what six or seven, I think. To, well, so to do they, that. there's a throwaway line later, to where like if you take shit from the capital, then you like the way you pay for it is you put your name in one more time. Okay, so then he had to steal a ton of shit then. Which begs the question: How do you pay for shit if you're old? If you're not Hunger Games age? Credit. Credit. Fucking <laughs> like Raya. Raya. <laughs> put it on credit I'm paying with credit we don't know you Dude, Gail we don't know you we don't know you I'm gonna pay it back it's credit on credit we're good everything else gets passed to your son what if you don't have kids well pass we pass on to some other random kid yeah you're good man no worries uh, but anyways yeah uh, we also sit, so basically this, this whole thing is showing like the poor condition these districts live in allegedly yeah. here's the thing the whole thing is it's called the Hunger Games. So mm. like, so like, food because like food is scarce, everyone has to like fend for their lives, except for any main character. Yeah, because none of the main characters are really impoverished no. like too too much. Not not one of these characters looks hungry. No, they all they all look very healthy. They all look very well fed. Hemsworth yeah. especially, my god. It's like, dude, is they have a Planet Fitness where you're at, man. Is there a Pan Am Fitness? Pan Am Fitness. Pan Am Pan Am Fitness. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, we, we also we also meet uh, the I guess the representative from Pan Am, a woman who I'm fairly positive thinks she's in a different movie. Elizabeth yeah. Banks as Effie. Yeah, she's not aware of what the hell she's in. She yeah, she, I have no idea what movie she thinks she's in, but I'd rather <laughs> watch that than this. Yeah, she's like, yeah, she's really trying way, 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 way too hard. Like she, she's acting like a Tim Burton character in this. It's kind of strange, dude. She looks like, yeah, like, uh, like a beautiful creatures or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyways, we get, we get, we get to the reaping right before this. Katniss gives uh, Primrose a pin. It's a Mockingjay pin. She's like, it's a, it's a bring you luck. They get to the reaping. First name pulled out of the bowl. Primrose Everdeen. No. <laughs> Man, if I was. If I, I was in that cr- if I was in that crowd I'd be I'd just shout I'd strip shout out be like ah <laughs> sorry sis <laughs> ah, sorry sorry girl <laughs> so yeah she gets picked yeah. and this is what this is what makes Katniss a superstar because she rather than letting her sister go into these death games she decides to volunteer herself as tribute so she's going to go and play and play instead and we get the famous quote of course from I the vol- film I volunteer. Which is so weird. This is like wildly different between like I volunteer. Yeah. I, I volunteer as tribute, I guess. <laughs> yeah, she seemed like really calm about it. Like, dude, your sister just like literally got a death sentence. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> but what? what you, you're very calm all of a sudden. Good for you, yeah, Ken. Su- super calm. Not a girl. <laughs> now we also get the boy tribute, Peter Malark, played by Josh Hutcherson. Who man, you, you never realize how like how tiny he is until you see him. He in looks. Screen. You realize he looks slightly like Tom Holland. He does. A little bit. Ironic, little bit. because yeah. he actually tried to... He tried really hard to get the role of Spider-Man in the uh, Amazing Spider-Man. Well, he dis- he completely disappeared. Oh, he did, man. And, and again, he... Hutchison, yeah. He's a good actor. I think he's, he talked about, like, what, what sets him back? His height. Oh, no, I thought he was good. I mean, I think he's fine in this in his first film. But, yeah, it's just like he's he's somebody just like you never hear from anymore. Well, yeah, because, like, again, like he talked about, like, he's just, he, he doesn't look like a leading man, which is why he's yeah. getting getting parts. 
Uh, but anyway, so uh, they they get picked. They go into a room. They have to wait. So they have like one scene between. They, they, they get like what three minutes to say goodbye. Yeah. It's like, and uh, she gives her the pin back, like, here, for luck. Oh, you mean the pin you just had the worst luck in the world with? Yeah, gee, thanks, Prim. Yeah, um, do you have sage? We need to, like, uh, do a little <laughs> seance. We, we got we to burn some sage for this fucking pin, man. <laughs> <laughs> do you like, do you like a, a bad juju exorcism? This shit's a death sentence. Uh, so, anyways, they... But maybe it's not. Because, uh, look, whether or not, whether or not you survive the game, at least you get a, f- a few days on a cool-ass train. Yeah, with I mean, with food at your lux- luxury, uh, you know, at least at least they did in District Twelve. Yeah, like, this ain't so bad. Yeah, I don't know. I, that makes you wonder how the other ones ate, though. You know what I mean? I wonder if they ate the same. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, for, and you also see like right now that Katniss is acting very cold towards Peter, which goes, which flies right in the face of some things that happen later in this yeah. film and in this franchise. We'll, we'll we'll get there when we get there. Yeah. Now, in turn. Uh, we talked about how Elizabeth Banks feels like she doesn't know what movie she's in. Uh, we Neither then get introduced to an actor who I'm not even sure if he knows he's being filmed or not. I think it, it, it reminds me a lot of his uh, alcoholic uh, character in Kingpin. Woody Harrelson. Yeah. Minus As, the, the rubber hand, of course. Minus the rubber, minus the rubber hand. Uh, Woody Harrelson plays the District 12 representative who won the Hunger Games at one point. I don't know how. I, they never say how. By drinking a lot of alcohol. <laughs> By getting very drunk and hiding for several days. Our boy Hamish. <laughs> Our boy Hamish. <laughs> it's like it's like he's got blackout got blackout drunk by the time he woke up. Oh shit, it's over. Oh, uh, we're supposed to take advice from this guy who doesn't even know what, how to handle his life properly. Okay. But yeah, he, ha- he has kind of like this drunk. I, I do like the concept of his character. He has like this like drunken master feel to him. Yeah. No, I, he does. I, it's just funny his first like appearance on screen. This, you're like, well, we're taking advice from that guy. <laughs> yeah, this, this, this guy of all people. So yeah, they get to Pan Am, which I'm, I'll admit, I'm gonna miss it right now. This is a boring looking city. Yeah, for the most part, like it, it, it feels like an early design for Naboo and the Phantom Menace. But it looks cool. But I feel like it's underutilized. You I, mean, I mean, it, it looks it looks, looks fine. Aesthetically, lo- yeah. aesthetically it, looks, it looks like yeah. every like big future city we've seen. Yeah, you could really say this. Yeah, because it uh, totally I could see the Naboo esque to it for sure. Yeah, uh, they get they get to they get to the capital and they have to. So basically, what Hamish tells them is like the next few days are basically like marfing themselves because they'll be able to get. Like if they do this right, they can get sponsors. Sponsors, yeah. Who can help them survive the which games. They don't, which they don't really even talk about how the sponsorship really works. Did you ever notice that? Well, they, no, they don't talk about it. And then, but, things, but you get an idea. That, and things yeah. that happen later completely fly in the face of the whole sponsorship yeah. idea. And, and that's why, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, well, first of all, again, speaking of like Tim Burton knockoffs, everybody in this fucking, in this fucking capital... Is a is a absolute character like they look, they even look like Tucci. everyone looks like a everyone looks like a Lady Gaga wannabe. Yeah, dude, yeah, for sure. And even like Tucci's trying like his like hardest like to be like auditioning for a Tim Burton role. Yeah, I do. I do like Tucci in this film though. I think he's fun. I do. I do too. Though. Caesar Flickerman. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we get to the, the names of these guys. Yeah. So uh, we get to, we get to the Capitol. They meet their I guess their beauty expert Cinna, played by Lenny Kravitz in a random ass casting. So random. So random. <laughs> but it's still like 
it's just just so you're like, holy shit, it's Lenny Kravitz. Yeah, but anyways, so he, they they say his job is to have make an impression. So what they do is in the in the like, they have like a whole it's like the Olympics, you know, when they have like the countries come out, they have them, like yep. representing their district with like a chariot chariot display. Yeah. Which this is a weird line. I don't, I don't know if you caught this. It's the whole scene like where they're on fire. It's like this isn't real flames, and the suit's yeah. fireproof. You won't feel and a thing. Yeah. So it's like wait, and, and you're standing right next to somebody that has the same suit on. But no, but here's the thing: like either yeah. either this is fake fire or the suits are fireproof. Like it can't yeah. be both. Yeah. Yeah, I get I, I get the little flub there. Yeah. But speak, but I mean, we know the it fire. It looks cool though. I mean, the fire is definitely not real. I mean, the movie came out in 2012. The fire effects were completed in what 1995. Yeah, it, it still looks cool. It's like I said, yeah, it looks cool. I just wish, you know, where'd the budget for this film go? The budget was uh, seventy-eight million. Where did where did that money go? <laughs> where did that <laughs> money go? Question. I don't know if it's your panties to people that aren't really they're up and coming. They're not going to pay a ton of money. I don't know. We also meet the main villain of the movie and of the series as a whole, uh, President Snow, played by Donald Sutherland, struggling to look interested. Yeah, he's he doesn't want to be here. Like in, in some of these scenes, he just looks so bored. <laughs> and that's and he that's, looks, yeah. He you figure how old he is? Like he was even old in, in this, and he's like still like I think he's he think he's close to ninety or in his nineties. The the dude has been ninety years old for the last like eighty, the last like forty years. But he's been consistent. He looks the same. He looks he looks the same. same. He's, he's one of those yeah. guys who like he looks old as fuck, but he looks the same. He looks the same no matter what decade he's in. Yeah, because Sutherland totally looks like Sutherland from uh, Backdraft. Remember does, Backdraft? Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, the impression the impression works. She's now Katniss Everdeen, the girl on fire. Uh, and the next the next day, we about to meet all the other. We don't. No, I'm sorry. We don't meet the other tributes. We see the other tributes. Yeah. They're all wearing their big ass future jumpsuits. Uh, and again, not one of these kids looks hungry at all. No, I mean, and that's the other thing. Like when you're, you're trying to balance 24 characters technically that you have in the Hunger Games, it's kind of hard to give. You know what I mean? Like I, I see why we just we we see them real quick. You know? They give ones to the ones that are important. Yeah, or they, that drive the plots. So yeah, they're, they're yeah. like 24 kids. We get focus on what six. Six or seven, because we like literally wipe out so many in the opening. But yeah. we'll talk about that when we get to it. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll get there. <coughs> uh, every one of these tributes is an asshole, though. Yeah, dude, they are, and it's like, why are you so cocky? Every single one is an asshole. Seriously. Which, which I think could have been. I think anything that they could have done was, you know, maybe maybe make them like regular people. Yeah. You know, like you know, because like th- you think about it, because like if these are just like regular people who are just like happen to be there, then you feel more for them when, th- when and if their life is on the line. You, as you also to you also feel like more. You also feel more. You also feel more that moral dilemma that Katniss would have in the situation. Yeah, it's like yeah, like I like I know this dude's like a good person, but like it's either yeah, kill or you be have, killed. You, you, had to, you had to make a choice. Yeah, it's, it's like a better morality check, I guess, on that. It would it would lead to to that. Uh, yeah, we also see that uh, P.S. got to prove himself. <laughs> had to prove himself so he has to like show his strength. 
Yeah, which is it's which is crazy. It's like you're picked. It's not which, a big which is deal. weird. Like, like it's, it's not even like that. Okay, what? Okay, throwing a hundred yeah. throwing a hundred pound ball over your head is impressive. I don't believe Josh Hutchinson can do that for a second. No, there's no way. I think weighs more than he does. Yeah, but like you can't like you can't like have him like throw like a glass like plate or something. Yeah, have it break. Yeah. No, he just throws like a rack of spears and some spears fall over. Like, oh, he's a badass. Whoop de doo. <laughs> Yeah, it's like okay. And this, the, and this is the other thing about P- about Peta that confuses me. So, uh, there's a scene where like Peta, he's good at camouflage. Yeah, where do you get all the time to do that? But no, th- they say they say why. But here's the thing: the reason, <laughs> the reason he's good at doing this is because he used to decorate cakes at the bakery. Yeah, I'm gonna say that again. Uh, in coal mining, coal mining district twelve, where yes. they eat squirrels, yes. has a bakery with a cake decorator. Well, he's going to be the first one out of the Hunger Games. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, sorry, cake, sorry, cake boss. You're yeah, yeah. From now on, we're, we're just going to call him Cake Boss. Yeah. Uh, so, so, <laughs> so, uh, the, the next day is the trial session. Uh, yeah. Katniss and Cake Boss have to go in, and they have to try to prove themselves to see. Everyone gets like a danger rating. It's like what one to twelve, right? But wouldn't you wouldn't you want to be less dangerous because you already know your skills? Like, so people underestimate you. You know what I mean? I mean, less dangerous, sure. But like, if, if you're more dangerous, no one's gonna mess you. If you're less dangerous, people are gonna underestimate you. But if you're less dangerous, I know that they're. But that's the thing, though. You know what I mean? You can play it the other way too, though. You know what this, I mean? This is really more to benefit those who I guess are betting on this. Or just go middle of the road. Just be middle of the road. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so Katniss goes in and she goes to like, shoot her bow. No one's paying attention. There's just like big like observation deck with the game master Seneca Crane with a beard that tells me he definitely has herpes. <laughs> you do not have yeah. facial hair like that unless you have herpes. Yeah, which is hilarious. You talk what? about uh, what West Bentley's West uh, Bentley. Dude, and how long did it take to shave it like that? I, guess. I mean, it's impressive that they that went through that perfect. kind of effort. The thing's perfect, though. It looks it looks so perfect. But again, people about Pan people in Pan Am don't give a shit about anything because they're sitting in right next to a room where people are like tributes are messing with like swords and spears and shits, sitting yeah, in an observation like, deck yeah. with no protection. Yeah, they're like, yeah. That's the other thing that's kind of crazy. It's like, well, you don't expect anybody to get mad and throw shit up there at you. I'm just like, right, really? Seventy four years, nothing's happened to you. Well, now that COVID, you would have plexiglass, so plexiglass. you're good. <laughs> you, you would be okay then. Yeah. So we now get the the, da- the danger ratings. Cake boss, r- cake boss's rating is at eight, which seems which good is, on a scale of one to twelve. But that, but it's high. But yeah, is that's le- pretty high. But is less impressive when you realize he is one level higher than the little girl. Rue. Rue <laughs> got a seven. That chick's because it rooster shits. <laughs> It'd be funny if, if Rue got a 12. Just like, holy fuck, what, 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 what's this You're girl like, on? This chick's three feet tall. Are you serious? <laughs> uh, Katniss over gets an 11. I mean, yeah, if, 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 you, if, you, if you can shoot arrows to avoid idiots, yeah, that makes sense. But I mean, like, really, her claim to fame really was shooting an apple out of the pig's mouth into the into the wall. I mean, that's all she really did. Her first, her first shot, she completely missed the target. She hit to the side of it, you know. And yeah. Yeah, I, I know, that right? Gets you eleven. Like, yeah, that gets you. Yeah, you know, that 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 one that one shot she missed. That's what Doctor point. She'd be at twelve if it wasn't for that one missed shot. 
Yeah, we, yeah. I mean, because of the apple, we're big fans of uh, pig, and because you knocked the apple out of the pig, uh, get you eleven. Pa- you passed our test. Yeah, that's what we wanted you to do. Yeah, uh, this is the last night before the Hunger Games. This is basically media night, so they all go on Caesar Flickerman's show to basically kind of like promote themselves. Katniss is going there. Sounds she very much clearly does not want to be there, which I think is a choice. I don't think it's Jennifer Lawrence not wanting to act today. Yeah, yeah. She uh, she has she has zero charisma, which is kind of weird that people would be so enamored by her. And that's the thing, like your ideas, like that we obviously learn about. You're trying to sell yourself to other people, obviously for potential sponsorship, and just like kind of what Pete does, he kind of eats it up. Yeah, you know I'll, I'll, I mean? I'll say this. I'll, I'll say do. this about Cake Boss. He has he has charisma. He's fun to watch on when he's on the show. Oh yeah, because he's playing into what everybody, the audience wants wants to to see. You know, he's he's playing that up. So obviously, you know, he's he's doing a lot better than obviously Katniss is. Yeah, so uh, again, he's 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 talk, he's talking to Cedar Flickerman. Cedar Flick, hey, hey, cake boss, you got a lady back home? He's like, <laughs> oh, there's someone, I, there's someone I do like. Well, you know what? You go back home. You you win this, you go back home. She's gonna have to go out with you. Uh, yeah, bro. Here's the thing. <laughs> uh, the girl I like is kind of here with me. So you're like, wait a minute, that's Katniss. Like, wait a, like, huh? Is it Effie? Oh, wait yeah. a minute. <laughs> of course, it's Katniss. Yeah, and, and again, I guess like what Hamish is trying to say is basically it's making Candace more desirable, and the more desirable she's going to be, again, it's leading to sponsorship. It's leading to like you're going to need making these them more people. Like, she's playing the long. Yeah, she's playing the, they're playing the long game in this. Yeah, and obviously it's for their benefit because so. it's not just about killing, and and that's, and that's the thing. Like Candace is great at the killing part, probably, yeah. maybe we'll oh, see. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, she can shoot. Probably. She can shoot a bow like a motherfucker. Yeah. But Cake Boss, uh, Cake Boss is the one that can appeal to the crowds better than Katniss. He's your PR guy. Exactly. Yeah, like just just, just look at him. Look at look how little cute he is. Yeah, he's like, come on, I'm I'm tiny. I can't even see my own shadow. Come on. (laughs) Uh, So the day has come. It's time for the actual games. Only an hour and five minutes into this goddamn film. Yeah, I mean, we got a we got a long two hours and twenty minute runtime on this, this one. Movie, so, yeah, yeah, this movie is unforgivably long. Two, almost two and a half hours. And then I was looking. I think the other ones, like the third one, I think is two twenty six. Jesus. Yeah. Wait, wait, Mockingjay Part One. I think Mockingjay or is it Catching Fire? That's Catch- one of them. Two is longer than this one. I think. I think, I, I think it's Catching Fire. Because that one's long. Yeah. As, that one's long as fuck. Uh, but anyways, uh, we now get to the actual games. They enter the arena. Now, there's this whole, like, cornucopia. Everything's it's got weapons. It's got tools. It's got everything you could need. But it, which is, it seems like a trap. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I agree with what Hamish said. It's like, uh, don't do that. That's stupid. It's suicide. Yeah. But here's my thing. If if you don't get them there, where are you going to get them at? You know well, what I mean? No, like, no you, you, you wait it out. You go back yeah. after a few days. Yeah. Well, yeah, you wait, but the other thing is, it's like, well, I don't know. To me, and I guess the strength that they were using with Katniss is that she can make her own bow and arrow. Um, but I think to me, it's like, well, but even if you go back in a couple of days, they're still going to flank that area. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, well, either way, you're going to have to fight somebody. Right. Realistically. But like, right. But like, it's, be- it's better to go back when you have to fight maybe like one or two as opposed to now. As opposed where to like, to like where yeah. You, where you have to fight like half the tributes. Yeah, but if but if you're gonna fight them one on one, I mean that's really you know twelve 
12 matchups. You know what I mean? If you're looking at it like that, I don't know. And I do love this ne- this next montage where it's like everyone's tuning into the games. The people in District 12 are watching on what I'm assuming are their standard issue capital projectors because why else would they have those? Yeah, I, I don't know. If, yeah, if they can't afford food, they're not going to be able to afford projectors. Yeah. But then it just, it just like, it's like they're counting down from 50 nonetheless. Like, why do you have to verbally count down from 50? Yeah, it's like, how about, how about like, five, four, three, or ten? Yeah. Or, or, why do you even have the guy doing that? Just, like, make, make a computer program. Yeah, it's like we're building a suspense. People in Pan Am are, are such morons. But Seriously, like, they're doing more work than they need to do. Like, it, 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 it keeps cutting people, like, watching the game. They, like, out of nowhere, just cuts to Gale randomly in a field. Yeah. <laughs> just, 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 he's, just, he's just chilling. Gale being a sad boy. Yeah, he's like, well, he's like, I, uh, I have a little thing for Katniss, but we have, we, we've, we've conveyed zero romance in this whole entire film. But yeah, yeah. So they go in, and it's allegedly, it's allegedly a slaughter. I say allegedly because I can't tell. the The DP of this it's film, I'm ass- the, the DP of this, I'm assuming is Michael J. Fox because. Oh, you went there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look at this. You, I see what you're doing. You, you're cracking on Parkinson jokes. I, guess, I got you. It's sh- it's shaky cam and off screen deaths. Just like it's like by by the time all is over, like thirteen chippies, 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 eh, thirteen chippies have died, and we're like, wait, what ha- What happened? You might you might as well have Muhammad Ali on the second camera. Then <laughs> there you go. Well, I'll go there too. That if you're gonna go ahead and pull him out. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think like within the first. Within the first like ten minutes, thirteen tributes die. No, I said thir- yeah, but thirteen were only because go- um, we ended up finding out thirteen were gone the first eight hours. So it literally was just that, and then nobody else died. Yeah, the f- yeah, first yeah. Eight- yeah, so I'm ge- I'm guessing that's like when I'm guessing that's like the big like hot like when, when things are at their most deadly is when they're all because that's when they're all when you think about it, that's the only time all the tributes are in the same area. We're all guaranteed makes, to be in the same area at the same time, so it makes sense why that would be the most deadly the most, part like, of the games. That's where you get to hear the cannons. We should let everybody know. Anytime you hear a cannon, I mean, somebody has has left yeah. their earth. They're dead. <laughs> uh, so, uh, we we go, we go on. There's like one random tribute that like starts a fire. Yeah, it's like, why the fuck would you make yourself noticeable? Like, why are you starting a fire when everyone in this arena is trying to kill you? Do you realize you're saying, "Hey, kill me"? Like, <laughs> hey, I'm here, guys. Hey guys, in case you were curious where I'm at, I'm here. Let's make it 14 in the first eight hours, guys. Ah, <laughs> oh, one more. Get, get, get a cannon <laughs> ready. Uh, but uh, anyways, so uh, this, we then find out like yeah, it's, it's all the tributes we, did, we didn't give a shit about anyways. So the yeah. remaining ones are Katniss, Cake Boss, the four dickhead tributes. Yeah. And the four the four dickheads, the two black tributes, and the and Rue. And well, no, the t- the two black the two black ones that's them. Uh, oh, okay. Well, I, I didn't know if we were. I didn't, didn't know where you were going with her. Yeah. No. So uh, again, uh, uh, Katniss, Cake Boss, the four dickhead tributes, the two black tributes, and that random girl who's playing memory, which you're supposed to be training. Yeah. The red the redheaded girl. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, so yeah, uh, we you then get a real get, get a how how boring would these be to watch in real life in real time? Oh, dude, it would be so because there'd be a lot of like. Hence, like, uh, what, her laying up in a tree the whole time? Like, so, you're gonna so watch that? much Katniss doing things in trees. Come on now. Like, that's not fun and exciting, dude. It's like, you you need 
you need to pre-record this stuff, and yeah. then you need your editor to edit this stuff to make <laughs> it more interesting and fun. Eric, Nerd, Nerd Chronic, get on this. Just saying, man. I mean, it's the only thing that makes sense. Like, I don't want to watch her sleeping in a tree for six hours, seven but, hours. But, but also, like, do, do these, like, announcers work, like, around the clock? <laughs> it's on ESPN, the Ocho. The Ocho. <laughs> Uh, oh, but yeah, but, that, but here's the thing: like we see that the, that the capital just like they just stone cold start cheating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the other thing that really pisses me off. Like they add they add their own rules, and then they they do like a, a cabin in the woods type shit to try to manipulate like the yeah, environment. Yeah, like, like Kat, it shouldn't be like that. Because like Katniss is going somewhere, uh, yeah. but she's getting like, they say she's like she's getting too off far the from the attributes. Yeah, it's like okay, so what they do is they start a fire. To get her closer to, get to the her, attributes. Yeah, to get her. And I'm, I'm like, it's like, what the hell? It's like, she's playing the game. Why are you, you're like forcing her to go. You know what I mean? That's that, It takes away from that. Yeah, it makes no I sense. Think. Also, yeah. but like, how do forest fires, like, okay, sure, you can manipulate where like the fire started, but like, how do, like, forest fires don't put themselves out. Yeah. But then on top of it, it's like, if that was the case, then make the make the grid smaller. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's just, don't make it as wide. Don't make it as big. And or like, vast, a, or you know? like, as the, as the game goes on, ma- as as the game goes on, decrease make, the area. Decrease the area. Yeah. So like, then the surface with, area of the, of with, the with, yeah. with less when more as more tributes die, decrease the surface area. Yeah, and then obviously, like as the final, you know, five or six or whatever, you're in a tighter, you know, you have to play more strategic because exactly. you're in a tighter, you know, tighter variance. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, the, the dickhead tributes uh, get a hold of Katniss. Basically, it's so it's Alexander Ludwig who's been a bunch. Of, he's most recently in Bad Boys for Life. He's the kid. He's he's an asshole in this one. He is an asshole in this one. He's like your he's like your eighties like blonde asshole. Yeah, him, uh, Jack Quaid, uh, Dennis Quaid, and Meg Ryan's son. Okay. The girl from Orphan and some random blonde chick. Chick from Orphan, man, I'm telling you, who that was a find. I had to like hurry up and I said, dude, that's a chick from Orphan. I knew I recognized her from somewhere. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> so they they track they track down Candace with the help of Cake Boss. Uh, they try to climb to get her. Uh, it doesn't work. So they try to shoot her out of the tree. Uh, she, they they miss. Stormtroopers are shooting at her, I guess. Apparently, the thing is though, like they don't like change angles and try and shoot again. <laughs> That's the other thing they try to shoot. The, yeah, it's like well then, I don't know. It's just stupid. Yeah, but then but then Cake Boss just like, hey, why don't we why don't we start a fire? It's like, oh yeah, burn the tree down. No, why don't we just like hang in for the night? We can't, she can't stay up there forever. It's like well then, why don't you have you have six people or whatever five people? It's like clearly just take turns staying awake and whenever she falls asleep shoot her yeah uh that's not what they you do know, though they all just crash yeah. out for the nights yeah it's like oh hey uh she can't go anywhere but not to, okay now here now this is the thing where like the sponsors come in and here, this this is the uh, weird thing so i don't know if this is happy this is what it means but from what i can tell it was like Hamish is sponsoring her yeah that's that's the thing because so, it's like he's because he sends that uh, care package that has, like, that bomb in it. Yeah, but the whole, the whole thing is, like, okay, you need them to appeal to sponsors. So that you need them to, like, be likable so they can appeal to sponsors to get gifts. But you can sponsor them and send them gifts. So it's like, why do you need a sponsorship, then? Yeah, like, wh- why do you even need to do all this shit? Because Hamish doing it completely, like, it counteracts that whole entire sponsorship. Exactly. If you have Hamish to do it, just have Hamish do it. Who gives a shit about... Uh, that That kind of co- contradicts everything else. Like, why do you have to... You know, per, you know, perceive yourself as like being liked for the audience and stuff like that. 
Yeah. If you have Hamish, you're, you already have an in. You're done. We have Woody Harrelson. We're fine. <laughs> yeah, you're good. Yeah, but anyways, uh, Katniss gets that magical that magical healing cream. It works. She he- she heals the burns on her legs, and she finds a way to maybe stick it to the to the di- to the dickhead tributes, uh, which is great. They conveniently all fall asleep. Again, yeah. these guys are supposed to be really smart killers, everybody. And she goes completely the long way of doing this whole beehive thing. Yeah. So there is a nest of things that are called tracker jackers. Tracker jacks. Which, oh yeah. Which, which which I always just call cracker jacks. So a net, uh, so a nest full of cracker jacks, which if you, which are like genetically engineered wasps that are, they're damaging. Which have like hallucinogens in, in them. Yeah, they're damaging in yeah. small doses, but in large doses they can actually kill a person. Yeah. So it's there's a nest can, like right above where they're all sleeping. Well, how? What are the odds? So she decides to go up and saw off, very slowly saw off. She should. She should have just cut the top, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like like cut like cut where it's connected. Yeah, that's the whole thing. Cut where the wa- where the, the the nest is connected. Cut halfway, and then she doesn't get cut halfway and use stung. your leg to yeah. break it off. Yeah, then she doesn't get stung, and she doesn't have to worry about this whole entire hallucination scene. Yeah, it's it, yeah. It seems like it seems like there are a lot of ways you could have gone at this, but eh, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. Okay. Uh, you 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 do you, Katniss. We'll play it, but I mean, we, we could have saved you from getting the EpiPen out. Just saying. Yeah, so uh, it works. They, they, she ends up murdering the blonde chick who looked, looked like she's doing her best John Merrick impersonation. My <laughs> God. <laughs> like, this might be the most brutal death of the entire film. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I would say so. Getting stung to death by wasps. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Katniss starts hallucinating, uh, but she's saved by Rue. Who you know tends tends to her, and this 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 is the weird thing again. Pan Am Pan Am people just they don't they don't make it they don't make it they, they're not logical people. Yeah. Because they they manipulate cactus move they, yeah, they manipulate cactus move closer to other tributes when she's getting too far away, but then they let her sleep for several days. Yeah, without anybody trying to attack her. Like, how does that how does that work? Again, that's where that Rue Seven's coming. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now Rue is a character who's caused for a lot of controversy before this came out. I don't know if you remember this, but like in the, like the fact that they cast a black a black actress as Rue uh, was a cause for a lot of controversy because really they, I think because I think there's something like they said she had like nappy hair, but they didn't specify that she was black in the book. I think they said she was white in the books, but they cast Amanda Senberg, who's a good actress, oh. and I do like her. It was funny, uh, yeah. From everything, everything, I, and that's that's who Rue was. Yep. Yeah, she might be my favorite, she might be my favorite part of this movie. No, because she is a, she's very very genuine and a very yeah very good actress. Yeah, yeah she's she's good. I do like the the, the dynamic in her and Katniss. Uh, she they they use each other to try and screw over the, the dickhead because, uh, they went back to the cornucopia and like gathered all the supplies into like this like one like giant pile. And put like landmines or whatever trip, yeah, tripping wire stuff around somehow it. Somehow unburied all, like all the landmines. Yeah, and reburied them. Sure. Sure. Yeah, because these these guys yeah. been raised nothing, nothing but kill or do whatever the fuck else their entire lives are now fucking surgical with landmines. And the other thing is, why are you wasting all your time doing that? Like, yeah. just take the the weapons and stuff out of them and just like go and just like 
like leave the maybe leave the empty boxes or whatever, just like kind of like poach, like hide 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 out and wait for somebody to come and pick them off. You know but what I mean? do you know how delicate landmines are? That's the thing, and especially you're 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 risking your life to booby trap that. You know what I mean? It's kind of silly. Yeah. So she's able to rig this so they so the food blows up, which. When you look at the trajectory of that explosion, it doesn't make any sense. It means that it will literally mean that this food stock is sitting right on top of a landmine. Yeah, because I mean the the apple doesn't fall that far to to strike those off. Yeah, but you also like look more like the explode, like the the origin of the explosions, like just how yeah, it, how it blew up. Yeah, like it like it it yeah. just it makes very little sense by what they told us. Yeah, uh, but anyway, so. Uh, th- it, it works. They screw over. They screw over their food supply. Uh, but then, like she can't. She hasn't. She can't meet up with Rue because she gets caught in a net. Yeah, because they have this thing where they whistle. That's like the unique thing about the Mockingjay that yeah, it can like they're almost dupl- duplicate what you you whistle, and that's how Katniss and Rue were going to communicate with one another. <laughs> and then we see, yeah, Rue gets caught in a net. Like I don't understand how that happened, but yeah. But yeah. Uh, but that, but then t- they get ambushed by Jack Quaid. She shoots Jack Quaid, but oh no, Jack Quaid got a spear off and it hit Rue. Uh, this is sad. I feel bad for Rue. It's sad, but it's not. It's Dude, not it sad is. because like Rue's like a well-written character. It's sad because no. it's a child. It's a child, and like that was like who got minus, speared to death. Minus Peter. I mean, but then again, like Katniss is even having second thoughts about Peter because of the fact that like she saw Peter with the other guys. You know what I mean? So she's thinking. Well, fuck, he might double cross me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that was like her only like friend that she had, so she kind of lost like the only person she really could confide in. Yeah. But anyways, uh, Rue dies. They ha- she has a funeral, which d- again doesn't seem the mo- most pressing need right now, but what they do. <laughs> so we don't have time for that shit. There's a big riot in District 11, which kind of thinking about shouldn't they be used to attributes dying by now? Yeah, I mean, if if that's a it's a common occurrence with like hunger and stuff like that, you would you would assume. Yeah, if, if just based on like you know like color ratios of this district, they probably should be used to this by now. <laughs> <laughs> they don't they don't last long here. Yeah, District Eleven is like your Detroit area, I would say maybe you know. Yeah, like I, I would I would maybe venture that. But anyways, after the funeral, Katniss goes off. She finds Peter, who he gets like stabbed and picks that time to disguise himself as a rock. He's like, I'm gonna bleed myself to death. <laughs> ah! They'll never find Let me. Let me get my face paint. Let me get my face paint. What's this rock with this red stuff all over it? <laughs> why is rock? Why is this rock all? Why is this rock all red? <laughs> oh my god! Surprise! I'm gonna ambush you. Wait, I can't move. <laughs> Surprise! Oh god! Ow! Hold on. Ow, I didn't think this through. Ouch! <laughs> ouch! I pulled something. Ouch! Yeah. So she t- she takes uh, Peta into this cage just to hide out for a few days while he heals. Uh, we then see you know, we kind of get a reason to like the, the, between the, the discontent between Ke- Peta and Katniss. Uh, mm. We see that Peta, I guess, like threw bread away, <laughs> and Katniss watched him do it. Yeah, don't know who he's baking bread for because again, these guys are supposed to be hungry. Yeah, not understanding that, but yeah. okay. But like she, and apparently like she threw, she threw him a, he, he threw her a loaf, but he, he threw it on the ground. Yeah, it's like what? Yeah, and uh, this is part of apparently more more fleshed out, fleshed out in the books because you know, like it's it's very clear in the books that Peta does. I'm oh, sorry, 
Katniss does not love Cake Boss. He doesn't. Yeah, but you can tell that there's zero chemistry between the two. Like, I right. feel like the back end of this movie is so forced to try to force a love between the two when you really know that it's Gail that really has feelings and vice versa for Katniss. I mean, again, but it's also because Gail looks like a Hemsworth. Well, yeah, but you know what I'm saying, though. Like, yeah. like even like the, the, the only interaction that we really have with Gail and Katniss, you can get a little bit more of a vibe there between them as opposed to Pete and Katniss, which you see through the whole entire film. There, it's it's completely like a forced relationship. Exactly. So yeah, like that. That's a big crux of these movies, especially going forward. So yeah, yeah, it's it, you, you struggle to buy into that, and and that becomes a problem later on. But we'll get to it. <coughs> so, but then some rule changes get made, which is I I fucking I remember hearing like watching it like last night and hearing and I'm like really like I totally forgot about that, but I'm like that's so dumb. <laughs> yeah, because re- remember when the Super Bowl remember when the Super Bowl changed the rules three quarters of the way through the game. Yeah, it's like, oh, well, no, the team with the lowest points wins the game. Yeah, we got it. <laughs> so, yeah, apparently now, uh, you, usually it's only like, you know, 24 enter, one person leaves. Now, two can win as long as they're from the same district. Hmm. Huh. Who's the only two from the same district left, I wonder. Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> well, that leaves. It's like, you're seriously forcing it. I, 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 I bet, like, the fucking black dude from District 11 is like, are you fucking serious? Dude, she, like, I, my partner just died, son of a bitch. Yeah, so uh, they also have a thing where, like, there are, back at the cornucopia, there are things where that the tributes are in desperate need of, including Peter's medicine. So they go, they go back to get it. She's ambushed by the orphan chick. But uh, she, Literally, she, she's, got her, she's got her dead to rights, but what does she do? She starts monologuing. Dicks Dicks around. Yeah, she starts starts monologuing, and then uh, District Eleven Black Tribute comes like like what like like I, like we killed Ruth like, like what'd you say, bitch? And then just like murders her with his bare hands. Yeah, it's like doesn't she snap, snap his does she snap her neck? Snaps her neck? Yeah, he, yeah. He basically like yeah. he like hits her on like the cornucopia a few times, and like one of the times snaps her neck. My thing is, why didn't why didn't Katniss just keep that bomb that she had? Did she have a bomb? A bomb, that bomb that she put on her. Oh, oh, right. Yeah, I, I guess she used it all. I mean, her her wound wasn't that big to for that whole. I don't. Yeah, bomb I, I don't think. She, I don't think she used it all. But no, it's like because she only put it on her what her leg area. Yeah. Because you see what Peta wasting it like putting it on her face and shit. Like you yeah. don't like that's not important. It's like it's what's inhibiting you right now is your leg. You know what I mean? Like to me, just keep it. Then you don't you don't have to worry about getting that. That uh, that bomb again. I don't know. Yeah, but anyways, we're 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 in the end game now. There are about like six tributes left. Memory girl eats poison berries and dies that way. <laughs> keep the keep the keep those berries because they're gonna be important later on. Are we doing a Romeo and Juliet thing? Maybe. Okay, I see where you're going. I think. Uh, once again, the the capital Pan Am Stone Cold just starts cheating. Yeah. Because they make these, like, genetically enhanced dogs. They kill the dude from Eleven, and now it's just Katniss, Peta, and Kato, the guy, the Alexander Lubitsch, the dickhead guy. They look like steroid-injected, like, Ghostbuster dogs. They do. A little bit. But, like, it's in, a, in a weird way, like, they pick this time to try and make Kato a sympathetic character, where he's just like, just kill me. I'm dead anyway. Yeah, it's like, dude, it's like, what? Like, okay, like, movie, if you were going to do this... You pat you you you're way past it at this point. Like you, 
you missed yeah, your window. Yeah, it's like, dude, dude, just just go with it. Just, like just, you, just, you've you've went with it this long. A couple more minutes ain't gonna hurt. Just, just let him be a dickhead. Yeah, seriously. Uh, but they end up killing Kane. They end up killing Kano, which again, the weird thing is like they they need someone to win this game, but these dogs could have easily killed everybody. That's the thing. If they really wanted to, because you see them running, like honestly, that's I don't know. They easily could have finished everybody yeah, off. Yeah, these dogs could so, have easily yeah. ended this game with no winner. They they just did not think that through. But see, the, but see, the whole rule change ru- ruins the fun of the whole entire idea of the Hunger Games. You know what I mean? Well, so to I, me, well, you, you you say that, and they changed the rules last minute because, like, oh, uh, yeah, uh, about what we said earlier. Yeah. Just go ahead and scratch that because, uh, yeah, yeah, no, same thing. One winner. Back to one. I'm like, what? Back like, to one winner. So, so uh, and it, it's just the two of them left. So it's like back to one winner. Yeah. So uh go nuts. Yeah, have fun. And so everyone and so they and so Cat is like, you know what? Fuck this. They have those we, points. We have yeah, we have the upper hand on this one. We have berries. Yep. So they're about to eat these berries right in front of God and everybody. And there's and the, the Hunger Games gonna have no winner. Which if the, which if there was gonna be no sequels would have been a fitting ending. You're stop. Like stop. Ladies and gentlemen, you, you, the winners of the Hunger Games. You got us. <laughs> ah, shit. Yeah. We knew berries yeah, would be our downfall. Why did we put these berries on here? Ah, can't we just CGI? Can we get rid of these? We we made fire. Why couldn't we have burned the berries? Can't you just, can't you get like a dog to attack one of them? Just one of them. Seriously. Yeah, seriously. Uh, but the game but the game ends. Sedeka Crane gets fired in a very brutal way. Again, berries very important to the plot. Yeah. Uh, Katniss and Peeta have to continue the charade of pretending to be in a relationship, even though Katniss and them have no chemistry whatsoever. Way too much work to do. Way too much work. Maybe, maybe I should just eat those berries. Yeah. Yeah. Katniss and Cake Boss continue to go with their fake relationship, and the adventures can. And what happens next? Oh, stay tuned. Dun dun dun. Dun dun dun. Because because uh, President Snow is pissed. And this is and not that's the where end, he ends. He like turns and walks back up the stairs, and that's kind of how it ends. Yeah. So yeah, the Hunger Games. I wasn't again. I wasn't the hugest fan the first time I watched it. Watching it now, look, it's got merit to it. I think the craft. I think the craft of it is there. Again, the the look of it is boring, but I think it works for. But I think maybe it's, it's also fun. because I think also because yeah. like so many Y movies have like aped this style. But the thing is, like these help set the tone for the YA. You know what I mean? Like the, like Twilight. And I would even say the Hunger Games being earlier forerunners of the YA uh, novels, I think, yeah. really kind of were like the especially like those, for, yeah, especially like the dysto- dystopian ones, like the Maze Runners, the your Divergence and stuff like that. Exactly. I think borrowed stuff from these guys. I mean, it's a fun film. I mean, the first one I think, from what I remember, was always the best one. Um, but I mean, it, like I said, it's it's a it's a fun film. It's it's clearly not the worst movie we've, re- we've reviewed. It's not the best, but yeah, I, mean, I think it's a the road. Works better for one adventure. I think they do enough to build the to build the to build the rules of this world again. Uh, yeah, but I, mean, I think that I yeah. think that like I've, I've heard in the books that the relationship between the, the district capital is more nuanced than it is in the movie. Okay. Okay. Because like yeah, Which, they never they really established a good reason for why we're doing this. But that's the thing. The other thing is, it's like, okay, but if that happened long ago, they tried to rebel and stuff like that. You've already punished them. Why keep doing it? It's stupid. Like, you've already, like, you have everything in a tight knit now. Like, why, why worry about it, you know? Again, this is generally like, like a lot of commerce for the for the capital. I don't think it does. 
I mean, it's like so just drop it. Like, why even worry about it? Like, 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 like they never really fully established like why we're doing any of this. Exactly, and that's the thing. It's kind of like it's muddled in this film, and even and, and like even like you and I were talking about like the rule changings, like as they're playing the Hunger Games, I think really takes a lot. It takes you out of it a lot. Uh, but yeah, uh, but, so yeah, I guess that's basically our final thoughts. So yeah, I mean, yeah. A, a fun film. I mean, it, it's a, it's a good enough why. I mean, this is clearly one of the better. I think you know, young adult uh, series. I would say, yeah, pr- pretty, pr- pretty so okay start. Enjoyable, enjoyable yeah. enough movie. Yeah, it gets you. I can see where people would get hooked. Like me not watching this and or reading the books, and you not watching or reading the books. I think watching this. I mean, I would watch the second one, Catching Fire, to find out a little bit more what the hell's going on. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I would. Yeah. And again, we'll we'll get into that next week. But right now, that's gonna do it for our show. Uh, Russell, you want to give a plug before we head out? Yeah, you guys can find us Notorious by Chance, the Facebook group. Go ahead and join there. Uh, we'll put new polls up in April. Um, we also are going to be closing out the Holy Trilogy of God's Not Dead. Um, I know everybody's looking forward to that. Chance is. I am. It's going to be great. Um, and then, yeah, you guys can find us on YouTube, Notorious by Chance as well. Chance has put out a couple uh, videos there. Uh, he had what uh, I think it was for Black History Month, Denzel Washington, yeah. uh, top five films. Check that one out. That's got a lot of love. And um, the uh, top five or top ten uh, was it top five. Yeah, top five Star Wars yeah. uh, characters. So check those out. We're gonna be doing a lot more together on the on the channel. Um, we got some ideas down the pike, so it'll be fun. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Chance Fourth underscore ninety one. Check out uh, me on the Schmodown. Uh, coming in next week, I have my singles debut for the year against. Brendan Meyer, which is going to be that's going to be a hell of a match, I can guarantee it. So, uh, thanks for listening, and yeah, we will see you next week where we look at the Hunger Games catching fire. Till then, that's Russell. I'm Chance. We will see you next time.